The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Alternative with me in Lee Talk Radio. My, uh, yes, I am. There we go. There we go. Uh, Catherine Boyle is here. Word. You can be too by giving us a call 03444991000. We call you back, guys. <laughs> I know, 
the service stops there. Um, so, um, uh, contrary to pop, so, someone posted on the Talk Radio listeners forum. It was removed swiftly. Um, uh, I'm worried that Ian Lee's going to um, uh, going to uh, do a Sid Vicious, oh. and by that I think they mean um, join the band in its last few months, uh, kill my girlfriend, and overdose on heroin. Well, like that, guys, guys, guys. I'm a good bass player. I'm a decent bass player, so that that that's that it, it's impossible for that for me to do a Sid Vicious. I can play the bass guitar. He was. Um, Everyone, of course, associates Sid Vicious with being the bass player in the Sex Pistols. Um, but he, he, he wasn't really for very long. It was literally the, the dying months of the band. Um, I don't even know if Sid Vicious played in the UK. I know he, he was on the final tour of the States. But the, the, the one that played on uh, the hits, you know, the Nevermind the Bollocks album and, um, you know, God Save the Queen and Anarchy in the UK. You know that guy's name? No. No! You had, and this is it, and, and everyone knows Sid Vicious, who was, you know, it was a sad case. His mum used to sprinkle heroin on his cornflakes in the morning. That's a true story. Um, if you are to believe uh, John Lydon's autobiography, and why wouldn't we? Um, but um, but um, but um, in terms of them, you know, here's the thing about the Sex Pistols. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, punk. They, they, those punk bands, of course, they couldn't play. Right, but loads of them couldn't play. And that was the joy of it. It was it was homemade music, you know, and and you didn't really know, need to know how to play to um, to get a band together. That was kind of the ethos. But 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 the Sex Pistols were a really really good band. They were a great band. They, I mean, they're not they're not, they're not they're, they're, you know great, but perhaps too strong. But they were they were a strong band. You listen to, um, and it's only that album. Everything else, either side of it, is is pony. But that album, um, pretty vacant. I'm careful how I'm saying it. Um, uh, um, you know the, the the opening riff to um, "God Save the Queen." I had to do the riff in my head and then get to the actual song. I couldn't remember what it was. But the opening riff is a great riff. They were a great little band, you know. And it was it was the, the, the three piece really because John Lydon didn't play any instruments at the time. He was just singing, and you, you had this this wall of sound from now. Can I name the other Sex Pistols? Steve Jones, or did he host the Pyramid Game? Steve Jones and Cook, um, Cookie, Peter Cook, no, John Cook, no. Mm, Glenn Matlock on bass, Steve Jones on guitar. Paul Cook, Paul Cook on, on uh, the drums. Uh, that, uh, that's the Sex Pistols. OK, then we move on to the next band. Can you name all of the members of the Buzzcocks? No. I can name Pete Shelley and Howard DeVoto, DeVito. Couldn't name the rest of them. And, um, and this is the thing, and, and I know Danny Baker goes on about this a lot, but um, everyone talks fondly about punk and about, you know... Punk, punk was rubbish. Punk was rubbish, really. There are... I'm going to give you two good punk albums because I don't... In, first of all, I don't include The Clash in punk. And is that me? Is that me? I don't include The Clash in punk. And also, I don't include The Clash in lists of good bands because I think they're awful. I think they are absolutely awful. But they qualify as post-punk, don't they? No! They were around the same time as The Pistols, weren't they? They were 77... I mean, everything's post-punk. We're post-punk, you know. This is this this show is post-punk, um, but um, they were around about the same time. But I just don't think it's 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 punk music. I just think it's um, pony music. Uh, the Punk and the Pony, by the way, is the title of my autobiography that will be coming out later in this year. Um, it'll only be available as a digital download, as, as no publisher will touch it. Um, if you want to give us a call tonight, you'd be very very welcome. We're talking punk music. 
We're talking um, uh, crappy bass players. Uh, oh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Oh, and also I want to talk the weediest characters. Well, I tweeted in cartoons, but let's 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 broaden that. Just the weediest characters around. Define weedy. Freddy from Scooby Doo. Mm. Freddy, I was we were watching a lot of Scooby Doo. My, my youngest is back into Scooby Doo now, and um, so many different Scooby Doo. So we bought a DVD and we were watching. How do you do Scooby Doo? No. Who are you now, Scooby Doo? No. Who do you do, Scooby Doo? No. Anyway, it was it was something Scooby Doo. Yeah, and it wasn't um, Scooby Dooby Doo. Having a poo. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was um, what was the theme tune to it? Um, it, I don't know, and it was it was nowhere near as um, yeah, um, and so we were watching it, and it was late period Scooby Doo, but um, but it was I tell you what was exciting for the dads in one of the episodes they went to a wrestling event mm. and um. Uh, Velma and Daphne dressed up in wrestling costumes. And both of those gals, both of those gals, I've got a soft spot for Velma. You know, I really have got a soft spot for Velma. I think and both of those gals dressed up uh, in their female wrestling attire. Um, it was something very, very special indeed. Didn't the guys dress up? Uh, Freddie did, actually. Yeah, Freddie yeah. did. Freddie did. Um, uh, Scoops and Show. I can do a brilliant Scooby Doo impression. Mm. Do you want to hear it? Go on. Ready? That's not bad. It's like Scoob. Who's that? Shaggy. Shaggy. Here's, here's an interesting fact, fact fans. Mm. Um, Scooby-Doo's voice is done by the same guy that does Freddy's voice. Gosh. There we go. Jinkies would be the uh, correct thing. <laughs> would be correct. Oh, you can't see Catherine on the Periscope. We'll give you a little twist in a minute. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Um, what a crappy weekend in, in all kinds of terms. So let's just have fun tonight, shall we? Fun. Uh, but before that, let's bemoan the fact that the snow has gone. And it, it's got... You, just think, on, on Friday, everyone was, was going stir-crazy. Everyone was locked in. Everyone was going, pulling their hair out. Um... And I woke up Saturday and most of it had gone. No, Saturday where I live, we still had snow and my eldest spent the whole afternoon hurtling into hedges. Wowzers. She loved it. Uh, of course. No, the snow was gone where we were. Saturday, I came out, I thought I'd take the boys out because they, they'd been a poorly. And I thought I'd take them out for a, a sleg, drag them out. Nothing. It all gone. And, and now, today, it's a beautiful spring warm, bright, sunny day. And so all of you lot, all of you miserable lot that moaned about the snow, are you happy now? Well, yeah, I'm sure you are happy now. But I could have done with another few more days of another few more days. And that's exactly what I intended to say. Another few more days of snow. I could have done with a bit more. And you guys were, I don't know, maybe you're Christians and you prayed it away. Maybe you're Muslims and you prayed it away. Maybe you're Sikhs and you chanted it away. Um, but whatever happens, it's gone. So thanks a lot, um, uh, uh, members of the cloth. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys, for ruining uh, my life and um, everybody else's lives. I hope you're happy now. Sandy and Rob, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. 
0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to, uh, to, uh, um, uh, Sandy. Yes, hello, Sta- Sandy. Sandy, Sandy. Oh. Sandy. Sandy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going very well, Sandy. How's it going with you? What? Why have my... Sp- why... Here's something. And um, Why have my spidey senses started tingling? Your spidey sense? My spidey senses just started tingling. Oh, I, 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 you stumped me there. No, okay. Well, let's, let's, let's see. Onwards and upwards. What have you called in for, Sandy? Well, I have called in firstly to apologise because I am one of the people that wished the snow away. I am not a woman of the class. I am a woman that wonders how Jesus found people called Matthew, Luke, and Paul in the middle of the in the Middle East. They're good, good um, Middle Eastern names, as you well know. Stop <laughs> questioning the holy word of the baby Jesus. <laughs> But what I did call in is, is that I've been having one of my really epically low times. Oh, yes. And I, and I wanted to say yeah. that you wrote a piece on loneliness. Yes. And, dude, I cannot begin to tell you what that piece said to me. Oh, wow. And you are now one of my coolest icons. Because despite what has happened to you and despite how you feel and despite the shit that I didn't even know about until I read your Facebook page. Yes. I had... I... You got up today... Wow, Sandy! That's a yellow card! That's a... It's a yellow card in the shape of a heart, but it's a a yellow card. It's a naughty, Sandy. It was said... It was said in a moment of passion. Apologies to the people. You, you know Paris how it goes. I know how it goes. But we'll, 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 we'll be going there no more. Don't worry. So that is all. I that is what hey, I rang in. Thank you, say, Sandy. Thank you, Sandy. Because I just wanted to say you are an absolute legend. Well, Keep going, man. May God bless. Well, no, not God. Um, um, may Buzz Aldrin <laughs> bless you. May science. <laughs> may Trevor Bayliss, the inventor of the wind-up radio, who died today, bless you. Thank you. I shall take that. Thank Have you. a good evening to you and Kath. Thank you, Sandy. Ta-ta. Trevor Bayliss died. I know. 80 years old. We mentioned him a couple of weeks ago. I know. And we mentioned Roger Bannister. I know. We've uh, got to stop mentioning people. Although I thought Roger Bannister had died, like, in the 60s. Do you know what... Do you know what, um... What, what killed Roger Bannister? Did you read about it? No. So he... he, he so he wasn't running, was he? Well, he was He was in... Um, uh, he was in, uh, I think it's Sainsbury's or Tesco's, and he was buying something, and the bloke looked at his credit card. He went, Roger, so Roger Spanister, you're not the real Roger Spanister. And he went, yeah, yeah. And he said, no, you're not. He said, yeah, I am. He said, go on, then prove it. And he did. He tried to run around no, the car... No, shut up. He tried to run around the car park, and he had a rustle. That is true. <laughs> no, is it? Yeah, that is true. He tried to do the four-minute mile... Um, he, he did the four minute doing his laces up instead. Uh, I thought he died in the sixties. Wow! So um, I'm I'm doubly traumatized. Um, and Trevor Bayliss, inventor of the Wind Up Radio. Thanks everyone who mentioned that I, of course, worked with him on the Big Breakfast. I never did the Big Breakfast. So many That's people fine. said uh, you work with him, didn't you? It's the only thing breakfast. I liked you on. <laughs> I know. I know. Ah! Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yeah, I wrote a thing about uh, loneliness, and um, it's kind of caught the internet wind. If you want to read it, you can go to ianlee.com, uh, or it's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash guess it. That's right, Ian Lee. And thank you to everyone who's retweeted it. I had some lovely people um, retweeted it. The Samaritans have retweeted it. Susanna Reid retweeted it. Ian Collins retweeted it. The um, 
Who's that actor? The lady actor. Um, there are so many she's these on, days. She's on Loose Women. I was married to one of the people from Alvida's Ain't Pet. Oh. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Mm. You know it. No, 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 don't Google it. Oh, I've got her. Google his I band. I can see her. Yeah, I can see her. I, I think I might have met her. I think I might have met her on a Big Brother programme. Absolutely delightful to me. What's her name? What's her name? Um, all right. Let me just say Colleen Nolan to get that out of my head, because it isn't Colleen her. Nolan. But I had to just get that out of the head. I can see her. Blonde lady. Mm-hmm. Um, Short hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, got her boobs out in Big Brother. I remember that. Well, I mean, um, hard not to. No, exactly. Um, I had, had a few ups and downs, but on the up now. Yep. Oh, what's oh. that? Oh, Google is banned on this show for tonight, I've decided. Um... I will. It'll come to us when we're not thinking about It'll it. It'll come to us. Um, and she retweeted it. And it is only 560 words. It's just a little a little thing. You know, and um, but then the Daily Mail brought it up. When, you know, they wrote about me in the, the weekend. Uh, the Daily Mail then wrote about that, about my heartbreaking blog. Oh, oh they're Jesus. so caring, aren't they? <laughs> but, of course, all that stuff we said on the show on Saturday... Uh, according to those guys, <laughs> if you're going to nick someone's story, at least check when let, it went let, out. Let me just get this. Let me just get this out uh, out of the way, right? So there was a thing in the paper on 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 Sunday. It was in some of the papers. I haven't seen it. I've seen it online. I'm Denise not... Welsh. Thank you. Um, I've, I've not seen it. I, I, I've seen it in, uh, online. I've, I didn't read the papers, and it's caused me no end of bother. I, I, I think I can say that without um, it causing any more bother. Um, uh, and 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 here's the thing. Right. I, I, it, all it is is stuff that I said on this radio show, right? And I have been doing radio shows for the last 20 years where I've said some of the most outrageous stuff, some of the most personal stuff, some of the most intimate stuff, some of the most offensive stuff. And for the last 20 years, no one has given a toss, OK? Because it's nice, small, niche audience, cult audience, um, and we all kind of get it, right? No one's given a toss. And then I did that job at the end of last year. And for a brief period, coming back, there was a gaze of intensity on me. I don't know if that's a phrase, but there was bright intensity on me. And and a lot of what I said was picked up. And I naively thought that that interest in me had gone, right? I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely thought that that interest had gone and that I could share the same intimate things with you guys, the listener, you, dear listener, um, and it would it would just be between us. Um, and then what someone did was they listened to a show from a few weeks ago or a podcast or whatever, and um, they turned it into a, to a story that made me sound like a gibbering wreck who was, 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 you know, standing on the top of a building injecting heroin into my arm about to, to, uh, to jump. Um, and, um, and, and that isn't the case at all. Uh, but I did say those things. Um, but, but, um, but, but, uh, so, but it was naive of me to think that the, 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 that moment of interest from the, the press had gone. They asked me, Mira asked me to do an interview on, on Saturday. I mean, they fair play. They phoned up my agent on Friday and said, we're running this. These are the quotes we've got. Um, and, and my agent phoned me up. I went, yeah, I said that. Fair enough. Uh, and then Saturday they said, we'd love to, um, get Ian... We'd love to interview Ian as part of this for our mental health awareness campaign. <laughs> and I went, nah, you, 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 you just tell them those guys can carry on printing poison and, 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 you know, it will have a negative impact on my life. That's great. It's great for them. Um, so what it has taught me is there is still interest in me from um, areas that uh, for the last 20 years have shown no interest in me whatsoever, i.e. the tabloids, right? 
Um, and um, it caused me no end of bother, that, that story, this weekend. It really has been a very, very tough weekend. So, um, I am going to have to have a, a, a rethink. Jonathan, Rob and Jonathan, stay there. I'm going to have to have a rethink about what intimate details I share with you, dear listener, because uh, I don't want it to change the show, but also I don't, I really don't like having um, stuff that is... There's a real difference between sharing intimate personal details with a small but loyal late-night radio audience, and there's a difference between that and between having your words um, taken out of context and put into a story written by someone else in a in a national... Sunday newspaper. There's something a little bit significantly seedier about the the latter, and something um, I don't know, engaging, romantic. Um, I don't know about the former, um, and I don't want to go through what I had to go through this weekend. So I'm having to have a little rethink about what details I share with you, and um, I'm having to have a little rethink about the language that I use. Um, in certain things. If you read the stories, you'll get it. If you didn't, you know, just imagine crappy stuff about marriages and drugs. That was that. Um, so, but, so that's it. But the show shouldn't cha- won't change so much. I don't think you, you, may, you prob- guys probably won't even notice the change. But, um, uh, you know, I just, just feel... Did you read it? Did you read the paper? Yeah. Oh, what the heck? You read the paper on me? Hey, hey! What I heard page? the show, so it wasn't a massive surprise. Page, but also, what page was I on? Oh, I didn't read the actual paper. Oh, okay. So you read the, read the online thing. Okay, I just want to know what page I was on and was oh. it how much of a page it took. Oh. Oh, there's my ego. You see, there's my ego. The other thing is that when yeah. you were in the jungle, yeah. I had a couple of occasions where I was misquoted, or they oh. took half of what I said yeah. and then leapt to a conclusion. So, yeah. I kind of know them of old, yeah. and I wouldn't talk to them either. <laughs> Yeah, we'd love we'd love him to contribute to this article and make it part of our um, mental health awareness campaign. Um, you're going to write stuff that's really going to make life for me very, very difficult, and it's really personal, and it's implying that I'm about to gobble up a whole car full of heroin and crack, and you really think I'm going to be believing that you're interested in my mental health guys? Yeah, they, really they, care. they want me to jump off a bridge. That's what they want. They're, I mean, they want it's me, not they just They want you. me to jump off a bridge with a needle in my arm. Then they'll be happy. It's not just you. They do it to anyone who shows any kind of weakness yeah. in that area. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, or there, honesty, not even weakness. There's no bridge jumping. Area. There's no needle in my arm. Um... So, up yours, dear lords. 0344 is the phone number. Let's go to Rob. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm okay. very, very well, Rob. What have you got for us tonight? I've, I just wanted to share with you my excellent day. For all my friends who are asleep, so I need to, like, kind of tell someone about it. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, basically, me, we had a, uh, me and my wife had a little boy today. Hey! hey! Donald, where's your trousers? <laughs> <laughs> so... I spoke to you before. It was my, I, I, I spoke to you before. I'm the guy who met his wife on a plane to Australia. I don't remember. Oh yes. I don't remember yeah. that. You were sitting next no. to her, weren't you? Yeah, and I, she, she had 16 hours of my. Oh no, I do. I do remember. That. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, yes, yes. And um, yeah. yeah, so I, it's just a bit weird because I'm at home now and the house is all like uh, nice and quiet and there's no one here. Yeah, uh, like, it won't be like yeah. that from tomorrow onwards, mate. No. So what I did was I just got uh, I just got loads of beer and a big Chinese. So. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if hiring <laughs> sex workers is, um, <laughs> <Flipping> it. <laughs> is the appropriate way to be celebrated. Oh, that, I, and listen, man, that's brilliant. I remember when the, my first kid and I went home and the house was empty and yeah. it's like... Oy. After the most dramatic yeah. thing you've ever seen. And then, and then the oh. next day... When, you know, we came out and all the, the in-laws had gone and the cousin, cousin yeah. there was a cousin there and all this. And we brought the baby home on our own and we, we had that, the car seat and we put the baby in the middle of the living room and we looked at it and went, <laughs> well, what do we do now? You feel like someone's going to come in and go, actually, sorry, you, you're not ready to do this yet. That's fine. Oh, mate, congratulations. <laughs> this is your first child, yeah? yeah I mean, no, I've got, um, we've got a little girl already, but she's, I've palmed her off to the in-laws. Oh, so, um, yeah, so we've got a bit of, bit of peace and quiet. Okay. But um, I just thought, just the thing I was going to talk about was, like, uh, like childbirth, it's, it's just, it's utterly brutal, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There's, not, there's nothing more... I didn't more see it come out. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed down the business end. I was allowed... Oh. I caught a glimpse of it, actually. Um, and uh, but yeah, I wasn't allowed. Um, I wasn't really allowed down there. I'm not that bothered. I remember it quite well. It, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it stung a bit from my my point of view too. What when my wife gave birth? <laughs> no. <laughs> well. no, no. Um, well, it's um, and everyone's healthy and well, are they? Oh, I thought everything's good. Everything's it's fantastic. that weird thing, right? And I don't know how many, but so there's you, your missus, the yes. midwife, and maybe a doctor. So there's four people in the room, right? There's, there's eight of them in there today. Right, there was eight. Right, so there was eight, yeah. eight people in the room, right? What was it, yeah. C-section? Yeah. Oh, blimey. So there's eight people in there, right? And this is the magic thing, right? And the door is shut and the windows are shut. And suddenly there's nine people in there. Suddenly there's an extra person in there. And they didn't come through the door or the window. <laughs> I just, that, that blew my mind. That blew my mind. The first baby is the weird one where you go in as a couple and come Don't be rude the... about my kids. It's a family. That's no. the strangest thing. All of a sudden they're saying, would you like to hold your daughter? And it's like, flipping heck, not your baby, your daughter. Incredible, incredible. The, um, the other weird thing was they had um, a terrible... A terrible radio station on in the hospital. Yeah, I yeah. Never, I never. And um, and the song that came on as my my son was born was uh, oh, is it is it, is it men at men at work like land down under? Do you come from a land down under? <laughs> yeah, women go and men chunder. Can't you hear? That can't you hear it. that thunder? You better yeah. run. You better take cover. That is that is the one. I just thought it was quite appropriate for mm. men. Up, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it, really. That's all I wanted to, all I wanted to say. Oh, and um, I, I saw that, that Daily Mail thing, and they can just shove it, can't they, really? Um, yeah, well, exactly. Yes, yes uh, they, can, yeah. they can shove it. Uh, Rob, that's my, that's my opinion, anyway. Rob, <laughs> enjoy your evening. Get drunk. Good. Eat Chinese food. Listen to this rubbish. And, um, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck. And, and go to sleep, because you ain't going to be sleeping much for the next yeah. few No, months. play PlayStation. If you've got a PlayStation, <laughs> play it, man. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get the Xbox on now and get get stuck in. Outrageous. Good lad, thank you very much, Rob. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've got two Jonathans uh, up next. What we're going to do after the break is I'm going to put them both on, and whoever responds with the phrase that pays, um, which is uh, "my bum is sore," after I'm going to say "hello, Jonathans," and whoever says "my bum is sore" first gets to um, uh, gets uh, to um, you know. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hello, Jonathans. Hello. 
Your bum is sore. Okay, right. We'll go to Jonathan in uh, in Swansea first. He was he was close with my bum is your bum is sore. Um, uh, he's close and well done, Jonathan. I really didn't think it would be you that would get that. Um, what have you got for us tonight? Uh, you were talking about weedy characters. Yes, yes. We got Freddie from uh, Scooby Dooby Doo. Who, who have you got? I've got three. Of them. I've got three. Go on. Tingle from Zelda. Sorry. Tingle. Who's uh, 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 who's Tingle? He's some creepy character that dresses in a green le- leotard, and he was first seen in Majora's Mask. Okay, fine. Beautiful Tingle from Zelda is is on there. Yes. Jar Jar Binks, obviously. Well, I all right. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, I don't know if Jar Jar Binks is weedy. He's actually quite bold in the movie. He's annoying. He's a mistake. Um, it was obviously a, a you know a, um, a cynical ploy from uh, George Lucas to to get a few quid by making a cute character that all the kids want. It's the new R two D two. But I'm not going to allow him as weedy unless you can put forward a strong argument as to why you think he's weedy. He was the idiot that encouraged the Senate to pass emergency legislation in Attack of the Clones to use the clone army and suspend democracy. That's quite a, that's quite a, a major thing. Well, you just to disagree do. with his politics, don't you, Jonathan? Yeah, he's an idiot, just <laughs> like Boris Johnson. Jar Jar Binks and Boris Johnson are, are like spin-off characters that were devised in some sort of Hollywood executive studio just so that they could flog a load of toys at Christmas. Well, do you know what? I'm I'm looking forward to um, getting home and playing with my Boris Johnson posable action figure. Um, it even does real cock-ups. Um, I'm not allowing. I'm not allowing Jar Jar Binks. Who's your third? The worst one of all. The one that has annoyed me for over 20 years. Yep. Slippy Toad. Remind Now, I know Slippy Toad. Remind me where from. He's from the Star Fox games. He is from the Star Fox games. And for those who aren't as familiar with the Star Fox games as, as you and I, and it's been a long time since I've played them, uh, describe Slippy Toad and tell us why you think he deserves a place on this list of weediness. He's supposedly a mechanic, but he always gets himself into trouble, and you have to bail him out all the time. Bit like Kevin Webster from Coronation Street, isn't it? Yeah, and you well, no, Kevin Webster's more useful than Slippy Toad. Okay, more Stitch Webster. Uh, And every time you have to go and save Slippy Toad, you get killed because of his incompetence. Okay, Slippy (laughs) Slippy Toad is on the list, Jonathan. Thanks very much for calling. Can I put one forward? Of course you can. Orko from He Man. Yeah, I don't. I never used to watch He Man. Oh God, I don't know what that was. It takes him an hour to pick up a flower. That's that's He Man, isn't it? Yes. He takes him an hour to pick up a flower. <laughs> yeah, I never used to. Uh, I never really um, used to watch. Here's kids. I used right. to watch it, and at the end, there would always be. Hey, what did we learn today? And they'd always end oh, the Spr- episode with a... <laughs> Springer's final thoughts. Yes. Um, so you're saying Jerry Springer is based on He-Man. He's part of the He-Man canon. Uh, so here's... OK, here's the thing. Shows that you... Um, that... that uh, um, nah, no, because it's going to end up being 80s TV shows and we're not doing that. Let's go to um, other Jonathan. Hello. Hello, Jonathan. 
How are you doing, Ian? You're all right. I'm all right, Jonathan. How are you doing? Do you remember me from back in the day? No. No, well, I've seen you on your YouTube page, how it was uh, Jonathan's breakdown that you've publicised, and there's like literally 3,000 views looking at that one. No, I've no idea. Uh, it's on my YouTube channel, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Before you came famous, uh, second famous, sorry, uh, for the jungle. Okay, was it, like, you, you uh, see, sorry, is it? Is it Jonathan? Is a rude dick on there? What, what is it? Jonathan Ian Lee. What am I? What am I looking for? No, I uh, put um, uh, Jonathan's breakdown Ian Lee. Jonathan's heartbreaking call. That's the one. Let, what is this? Um, Jonathan's heartbreaking call. Um, oh, okay, you, um, you you're an alcoholic. Yes. Okay. Brilliant. Oh, I remember. You had a right attitude. You remember? Yeah. 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 No, I didn't. You did. Uh, well, but then well, you went to the jungle. Hang on a minute. Let's let's have a listen and let's see who's got the attitude. Hang no, on. No, no. It's Why? got twenty minutes. Hang on. Because I've got right, a few right, more names right. for elephants for you. Okay, but you moaned in, you moaned in to complain about um, callers with dull voices droning on. And I, I <laughs> thought, go on. Go on, uh, like, I come from uh, Leicester, so uh, we've got Triquasu and there's... Uh, Let's go forward a bit. Uh... After lies, after lies, after lies. And when you see your government doing these lies... After... Let's, just, uh, jump. Let's, just jump the... a, Let's just jump to the meat and two veg. Uh, I don't think they're relevant. It's all the same thing. OK, they're all smashed up into one at the time. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't no, matter. Was it spirits or was it like... It doesn't matter. Uh, we will do. Let us have yeah. a little break, and then we will we'll, we'll, we'll dig it out. But I know that the, the AA isn't for everybody. No. But we, we will do it. Uh, uh, Ray and Dan, stay there. Come here. We go. You sound, you sound like you sound like a nice. You sound like a nice kind of guy, Jonathan. No, we got it back together. Then we'd lost it because oh. you went in the jungle. Right. Got Dennis White on, mug you off. Yes. And now we're about like back to stuck again. I don't know what, what back, like. I don't know what back to stuck again means. No, like you nearly had it. You nearly had your TV. Free was it show? But then the uh, oh no oh know. no that's happening oh god no that that that, that the ITV three show it? thank you for reminding me yes that's um, happening admittedly um, was it uh, 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 the world's uh, biggest bogies or no admittedly admittedly um, uh, uh, celebrity fart in a box is not <laughs> is not the and show fart, uh, it. Is, is not the show that I would would have wanted to host. But actually, it's quite it's quite a good format. Celebrities fart in a box, and and uh, members of the public get to sniff it, and they have to guess whose arse it comes it's from. It's coming like really like from racial diversity. The box, smell the box that yeah. celebrities are farted into. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I just um, described in less uh, words. No, 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 no. It's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. We used to admire you, man. Really used to admire you. And now you don't. No, we. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I still do. I still do for what you've done with yourself. You know, you got onto this bandwagon of talk radio, which is needed, but, but. you've got the power now, and you, you, Channel 4 has become a hogwash. Right. Uh, same with the, the rest of like, the terrestrial television shows. So what are you doing to just make things different? Why, is, why, should, it, um, why, should I, why is it up to me to make things different? Because it is. No, it's not. Because you were part of the 90s show, and that was very important. Do you remember the 90s show? You had Ali G. You made Ali G a star, but you were the presenter. Like, um, right, okay, like, okay. Then you just disappeared I... into obscurity. Okay. Thought you just like, now, I know... Crap pipe. I know, yeah, I, I, right, okay. I know you think you're being friendly, but actually you're being quite aggressive and quite rude. 
No, I'm not. We're yeah, not. No, you are. Yeah, you are. At the end of the day, you, you are. are the star that we like. No, 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 yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan, to. Jonathan. You think you're being friendly and think you, you, you think this is banter, but actually, you're, you're, I'm just going to flag up. You're being quite rude and you're being quite aggressive. I just want to make that clear. Well, since you've been in the jungle, you're being a bit, a bit uptight. Yeah, fair enough. We can all agree with no, that. No, no, no. I'm not uptight. If anything, I'm more relaxed since since the jungle. But I just want to flag up um, that well, what if you're. It for the, if it weren't for me, you won't be even been in the jungle. I think they're like point your points up a little bit more. Um, you know that you've made me famous. In some respects. Well, you're not famous. And, uh, you're, you're a nobody. Um, but no, no, but we recorded this now, and it's making all of us famous. OK. What What are you on tonight, dude? Because you're, you're rambling some <sighs> utter shite tonight. No, boy, it's making sense, isn't it, in some respects? No, it's not like, to you me. You were there in the beginning. You're not listening. Right, you're birth, not... Jonathan, Jonathan, no, I no, want no, to no, say no, something. No. no, Jonathan, I want to say something. Um, and I'm going to be birth. firm about this. You think you are being friendly, and this is banter. For the third time... What you are saying is rude and it is hurtful. Hurtful to who? To me. To your career? No, to me personally. No, no, I'm just trying to say, you need to know what point you had in society. I'm well, was, I don't want to know it. From, I don't want to know you, it from a rambling. It I don't want to. Into obscurity and that's hurtful and to say. Jonathan, that's really what? hurtful to say. Well, no, it, it's hurtful to... to say or hurtful to know. No, it's, it, 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 why are you being so rude and aggressive when I've shown you I'm nothing? I'm not being but... rude and you aggressive. Are. I'm Jonathan. saying you had a point in our society no, when it, I, I, it was I, before Jonathan, all them hipsters and the rest Jonathan, of it. Jonathan, you you're just became very... a little prick. I became a little prick. I became a little prick. No, you just disappeared into obscurity. I became when we a little such prick. High hopes for you, but you just disappeared. God, you you're know, a you horrible, thoroughly unpleasant, disgusting person. No, I'm, I, 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 I'm going to say no. You, you said it. Yeah. You, I, I, three times I've told you what you are saying to me is hurtful, and yet you've yeah, said I'm even more hurtful, hurtful things. You I'm are a thoroughly hurtful, unpleasant, obnoxious person. I'm not trying to be hurtful. Well, you, but I've you told had, you. I've told you, you, you three times. I have you told you. I have told you three times. You, you are being hurtful. So no, I haven't You're let right. myself down. You're you letting yourself let down. down with your ill-mannered, you with your ill-mannered rudeness. You are a you rude person. Down. You are obnoxious. No, you you no, can't no, put no, the bottle down, and you are using your frustrations. You are using... They can't hear you now. Here's the thing. When I'm talking, they can't hear you. You're struggling with alcohol, and you're really angry, and you're lashing out at people. Not and you're lashing... They can't hear you, dude. You're lashing out at people, and you're lashing out at me. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let you say your stuff. Bearing in mind, most presenters would have cut um, you off. There we go. He's still going. They can't hear you, dude. I've taken you off, right? I'm going to let you come back on, but I'm going to say for the fourth and final time what you are saying, whether you mean it to or not, and maybe you don't mean it to, but what, uh, Ian, what you they can't hear you, dude. They can't hear you. You're not on air, Okay. I am going to let you come back, but I will tell you that what you are saying... yourself off. There we go, right. What you are saying is causing a physical reaction to me. It's causing a shortness of breath. It's, um, uh, it's causing me to... My um, cheeks in my face to heat up. And they are physical signs that what you are saying is rude and is hurtful and is personal... And is unnecessary. Now, I'm going to sit back 
and I'm going to let you do... You they can't hear you, Jonathan. They can't hear you. I'm going to shorten this of breath now. I'm going to put you back on. And you were someone awesome. There we go. <laughs> Jesus. God. Um, I'm, I'm, all right. Okay. So I'm going to put you on. That's you, all that you're you saying. Just do your piece. I know. No, I'm a nobody. Yeah, I'm just a drunk. But you, you had the power. You had that Channel 4 power. But you let yourself down. You're on the yeah, air. You're on the down. air now, so you might want to start that again because everyone missed the beginning. I'll of it. start again. Uh, if everyone knows, Ian Lee had the show called in the early 2000s, uh, the uh, 11 o'clock show, and Ali G was on that, and Daisy Donovan. But um, you just disappeared into obscurity. Don't know why. Maybe alcohol, maybe cocaine. But now you're back, and you've got it back. Dennis Wise put you down and moved you off, but you're okay now, right? You've got public uh, opinion. Like maybe the Daily Mail puts you down or whatever. We don't care. We just need some kind of, not leader, but someone to say there's a difference. You can like understand life differently. And we thought that was you, Ian Lee, but instead you're just being obnoxious. Also, in some respects, if you want to be that person, then you can be that person. But I'd always thought you were something better. So there you go. That's what I'm saying. Imagine being called an obnoxious arsehole by a drunk who can't string a sentence together. Thanks so much for your call, Jonathan. It's been a pleasure. There we go. 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. By the way, I am taking over television. I'm on the right stuff tomorrow on Wednesday. I'm on the right stuff both two, days. Two, two days. Two days. Hotel for two nights in a row. And can, watch it tomorrow, OK? Um, because i got a feeling they're going to ask me about what was in the papers. OK. Because my agent told them, that's off limits. And then they phoned me up t- this afternoon after they went to my agent to just talk about what was going on. And they said, um, that stuff that was in the mirror, um, are you OK? And they said, that phrase it like that, are you OK? And I went, yeah, I'm fine. And it was like a pause. And I said... I'm not talking about that tomorrow. That's that's not to be discussed. He went, oh, OK, I'll tell the producers. Now, oh, the producers already knew. knew. So, there could be a live TV moment. An ambush. There could be an ambush. So, I really recommend... I don't know. I don't know. I really recommend you watch it, though. Because there's there could be... One of those awkward moments where people are sat at home with their their fists in their mouth going, oh my God, I can't believe it. Because I've got my answer lined up. I've already got my, going prepared, I've got my answer lined up for if they do. You'd be a bit disappointed if they don't ask you. I will be, actually. (laughs) No, you know, Matthew's a nice guy, but also I know, you know, I know what the game is. I know what the game is. Matthew is a nice guy, but... It sounds as if they're not passing messages on. Well, I don't know if... Uh, I, mm, um, mm, I know what the game is. And uh, if you ask me, I'm going to call them out. Yeah. I'm going to call them out. It could be, it could be, it could be a wonderful moment. It, it, it may never happen. Let's go to Gavin. Good evening, Gavin. Hello, Ian. How you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. My chest is a little bit tight after the last five minutes of broadcasting, yeah, I know, but it's, it's good. Yeah, the, um, the most groovy moment in the world. He's continually ringing in now, and I've told Sam not to answer the phone uh, to him he's anymore. A, he's a jester, mate. He's a what? A jester. A jester? <laughs> I thought was... Yeah, just a jester. Just a jester. Well, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he'll calm down a bit. Uh, a bit yeah. And, um, you know, well, I think maybe I can, I can turn 
the mood around. Oh, beautiful! A mood turner! Oh, Gavin's a mood turner! Let's do it! Kath, I'm going to turn your mood right on. Oh, my mood's peachy, uh, but I can always do with an upper. I know, I know, downer as well. Not in the mirror. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> right, in. I know that um, the philosophy of Derek and Clive's sketches aren't necessarily the best to go for philosophical wisdom. OK, yeah. well, there is some, there is some um, uh, thought in there, though, yes. Yeah, and this is a completely clean, funnily enough, observation from the Derek and Clive... You remind me, you remind me of something. I'm supposed to phone, I'm supposed to phone someone at 10 o'clock tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll try and phone them at 11. Go on. Someone who knew Peter Cook intimately, yes. Oh. Yes. What, Rainbow George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to phone Rainbow George. Um, go on, you carry on talking. I've got to find his number. All right. Um, yeah, Peter and Peter and Doug were doing a sketch where they were sitting in the in the Rubens, and um, Derek said, "How do we know if we're here?" And Clive said, "Well, I'm here, looking at you." And that opened up a massive oh. avenue of philosophical thought for me. Okay. His perception... Well, hang on a minute. Does, hang on a minute. Can I be... Can I, can we, we'll get on to the point. So can I be pedantic? Yeah, that's man. not Derek and Clive. That's Pete and Dud. I know. I'm not sure if it was Pete and Dud or well, Derek if they were sat in the if they were sat in the Rubens, it was Pete and Dud. Derek yeah, and Clive is the right, sweary yeah, version. Pete and Dud yeah, is the... I think it was probably Derek and Clive on the Ad Nauseam album. Oh, OK. All right, fine. So, yeah... Okay, and where did that lead you to, then, uh, philosophically? Well, I thought, yeah, that's a, that's a very strong, very strong argument for, for knowing that you're there. If somebody says to you, yeah. how do you know that I'm there? And you say, well, I can see you. At whose point of reference is the reality happening? Is it the person that's looking at you, or is it the person being there? Oh, Catherine, yeah. are you following this? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you don't like these heavy philosophical um, conversations. Well, no, you never expect it to come from Derek and Clive, but I was just listening yeah. to it earlier. Oh. I thought, yeah, that's actually quite heavy. It was just a throwaway comment. I was forced to study Albert Camus in French, so don't tell me I can't handle this. Wowzers. Stuff. Al- Albert Camus? Gosh. D- didn't... Oh, Catherine, do you like Descartes? Uh, no. No, do you like Molière? Molière, yes, I did. Yeah, oh, cool. Uh, Molière was a playwright. Mm-hmm. What did he write? Uh, did um, Le Misanthrope. Um, um, he wrote the one about the women. Oh, that was Franz Kafka. No, that wasn't Franz. Yeah. Who wrote the one about the Spanish one about the women? Oh, that's um, Lorca, who I also really Lorca, like. Lorca, yeah. Yeah, Lorca. Uh, Duende. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don mate. Don Quixote all day long. Oh, Cervantes. All right, let's cut him off now, because um, he's, he's being a knob. <laughs> uh, speaking of knobs, evening, Ewan! Hello! Hello! Um, I was just wanted to know if you've gone on Ice Land to get me out of you in the next five years because you're awesome. I, I've I've been on it before. I've, I've just recently been on it, Ewan. Oh, this year, and I'm sh- I shall be looking forward to watching tomorrow on Right Show. S- sorry, I said I shall be looking forward to watching tomorrow on Right Show. Okay, the Right Show. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. that's great. You having a good you having a good night? Everyone sounds really hyped up, and it's only Monday. I've walked my house and back in a horrific weather in the snow. Oh, yeah, okay. And you're, did you drop your phone in the snow because it's an atrocious line? Um, I did, but my did the other day, but it's okay. It's just okay. <laughs> literally can't literally can't understand what you're saying, even less than usual. 
Can you hear me now? Yes, I can! I said, I've got, I've, my friends dropped their phone, because I've moved from, when I used to live in you the other week, I've moved since then. I live higher up the valley, oh. so the snow is worse. Wowzers. Well, that sounds like such an exciting life you're leading. I'm, I'm leading. I, oh, my God. Are you, high, are you high on drugs? No? Hello? Yeah, I'm high on drugs. OK. Well, that's not necessarily a good thing, I, is it? No. OK. I like my, I like my alcohol. Yeah, OK. Well, thanks for calling. Am I weird? Thank oh, you. Bye. There we go. There we go. That explains... OK. That explains so much about that young man. If indeed it is a young man, I just can't tell these days. And why should you? Um, Matt, stay there. We'll come to you in a bit. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. That's um, a filibuster of an hour, isn't it, guys? You know, we said we were going to be fun and we were going to be surreal. And um, uh, it, 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 <laughs> uh, another two hours of this rubbish to go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You'll speak to Sam. He'll take your name and number and we'll call you back. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle only here on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. To kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field. Gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building Spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the bloody stop man. Makes Eastwood look so fine. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is there, Hello. bringing in fresh hot drinks for everybody. Come gather round and slurp. Um, uh, we've talked about uh, uh, biggest jerks in um, uh, in the world. Um, snow. <laughs> Um, oh, remind me, I want to talk about virtual reality and arthritis. I have both. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's tomorrow's um, headline. Oh, three, four, four. Oh, oh, this is what I wanted to say. This is what I wanted to say. This is so, um, this weekend, I did loads and loads of heroin, and um, I slept with 25 uh, sex workers, and um, I, um, I ran over a tramp in a car. Tell them about the bit where you painted your bottom blue. And I painted my bottom blue and um, um, uh, stuck a tube up it. And um, <laughs> I invited the Queen to enter. Um, 
<laughs> That'll be in this week's papers. Um, so, so yeah, that's going to be a long headline. <laughs> <laughs> so you can call in about anything you want. You know the score. Let's go to Matt. Then we'll make a phone call out. Good evening, Matt. That sounded like it was a fun time. When was that? Are you on speaker? No, I'm on a headset. Hang why on, is it? Hang on. Why is there a delay when you're normally you're in New York, but now you're in uh, you're probably about three miles away from us in London, and there's there's an even longer delay. What the hell is that about? Because I think the way my calling plan is, the call is actually going back to America oh. and then on a satellite and crossing the pond again. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 2018. Hey, I had um, I had a cold call, right? So this the number came up on my phone and I answered it. It was a, it was a Chinesey sounding fellow. Um, and he was from some financial yeah. company or something. Uh, and I said very calmly, delete my number off of your system and never call me again. I won't do the voice because it would be considered racist. Um, he said, why is that? I said, because this is a cold call. He said, what makes you think it's a cold call? I said, because you've called me and I don't know who you are. He said, you've registered on our database. I said, no, I haven't. I haven't registered on any financial database. You are co- How do you think we got your number then? I said, I don't know. You bought it. You found it. Whatever. I don't want you phoning me. Well, this isn't a cold call. I said, what? take... So he's arguing the toss yeah. with you. <laughs> I said, it, it did. We were arguing. I said, take my number off your system. He went, I'm afraid we can't do that. And he hung up on me. So I'm going to get loads of calls from those guys. I want. Oh, my, it's in the phone. Otherwise, I'd phone them now. Anyway, Matt, what you got for us? Uh, I actually, I do have something I wanted to mention. But regarding that, there is a my number got my information was stolen through one of the breaches, um, the data breaches a few years ago. Yes. And for some reason, this year there is a spam company that has been calling me saying that I took out a loan in 2012 and they will send me to jail unless I pay them. And they call and leave me these threatening no. fake voicemails every day. And, and since I'm over here, yeah. it costs me 20 cents a minute every single time they leave me a voicemail. Hang on a minute. The, the operator Thanks, says the operator that. says it's 30 cents more for the next three minutes. That's 10 cents. Hang on a minute. And that song, Sylvia's Mother, was 1973, mm. right? And the operator says 30 cents more for the next three minutes. That's 10 cents uh, a minute. He's saying that to call America from Britain in 2018 is tw- is how many how many cents was it a minute? It's 20 cents a minute. Okay, so it's right. Okay, let me get this right. So 19, 1973, the operator says 30 cents more for the next three. So it's 10 cents per minute. That's um, that's just a national. That's a national right. Uh, uh, 2018. It is twenty cents. That's double per minute. Well, well, no, twenty cents per minute international. Mm. Okay, so what we need to do now? Oh God! No, we're going to work this out. We're going to work out how much it would cost. It, how much it would cost to call Mrs. Avery now? From here? Oh God, that's a good question, isn't it? Because Dennis lives in the UK now. Yeah. Um, well, it will be twenty cents a minute. But that doesn't seem. That doesn't, but but in it probably Matt, and you'll back me up on this. In 1973, to have called Mrs. Avery from the United Kingdom, that would probably cost like I don't know, like five dollars a minute. I'm American and was born in 1982. How can I answer that question? Well, I, well okay. just nod and smile, Matt, I, and it can all go away. I was born in 1973, right, but right, I still enough, understand how enough. pounds, shillings, and pence work. 
Um, those pre-decimalisation days were crazy. <laughs> All right, what did you call in for, Matt? Oh, jeez. So last week I called and told you I'm here, and you said go do some touristy things. So the next morning I did the most traditional British thing I could find. Heroin. Stood no. in a queue in the. I stood in a queue in McDonald's. No, we're not talking about your world. Yes, that. Uh, I stood outside and 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 did a very fake British accent in front of Buckingham Palace, thinking the Queen was there. Yes, that's what I did. Um, I stood in line. Yes. In the snow. Yes. In the cold. In a queue. Yeah. I stood in a queue for an hour in the cold. I felt like yeah. I, I actually belonged here. Like this was the most authentic British thing I well, could what, do. And, what were you queuing for, you mad American? What were you queuing for? I actually saw a taping of QI last week. Oh, blimey. I mean, well, we've all done that. We have to do it. It's like national service for us. Every two years, we get called up to sit in the audience of QI. No, in my case, it was family fortunes. Um, in my case, actually, it was the Bread Christmas oh. special. And that's a true story. Um, uh, and um, uh, TV, TV mm. tapings, and I know because I've been on both sides of the um, audience, uh, and uh, the TV tapings are dull as anything, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, I do that partly. It's, I do uh, part-time audience fill-in work in New York, actually. So I get paid to sit in the yeah. dull, boring audience, which helps sometimes make up for it. But some of the shows are just ridiculously just dragging on. Yeah. But over in the – I don't know if – maybe it's different with QI, but in the States, most of the shows have a really crazy, wacky warm-up guy who makes everybody stand up. Yeah, yeah. We have that in some places. Yeah. And I'm like – I do that. Okay. We have that in some shows, yeah, yeah. Luckily, they didn't have it. Yeah, luckily, it was just nice and relaxing. But no, it was a good time. I definitely enjoyed it. I, I still do not, I, I don't totally understand. I, in a way, I do, but the, I know you wanted more of the snow, but the, yeah. how everything completely shut down yeah. over a tiny, minuscule. Well, no, I, tell, I can explain that. I, I can explain that because, because we, we get snow like that for three days once every five years. So we don't have the infrastructure in place um, to deal with right. it. Obviously, New York, right? New, but New York, you're guaranteed you're going to get, I don't know, what, uh, two months of snow, uh, six, seven weeks of snow every year, and it's going to be really thick and heavy. So the New York has got the infrastructure and the machinery and, you know, a huge budget to, to, to factor in for that. But we don't. We, we, we Honestly, we haven't had snow like that about four or five years. And... Um, so everything stops, and that's fine. That's fine that everything stops. And people in this in this day and age where they just want to... F- oh, I nearly swore then. Did you see? Did you feel wow, that? yes, I did. Did you feel that? Outrageous. Oh, it came out, and I just put, like, Top Cat with that coin in the, the doorman's hand. I managed to whip it back. Um, <laughs> but everybody, you know, in this, this day and age where we've got to do everything, we've got to be everywhere, and people get so... It, no, it, it happens, and it, it will happen again in another four or five years, and we'll be stuck for a bit, and that's fine. And I get that. That totally makes sense. Don't spend a ton of money on stuff that you don't need. There was part of me that wanted to go and find a shovel and just go and shovel as much as I can off yeah. of all the pavement that I could find. Yeah. Just It was that old instinct in me because I saw no one else. Everyone was standing around like, what should I do? Like, you... Just give me the shovel. I'll clear it up. So you mustn't do that. You know why? Well, I don't. I'm not illegally allowed to work in the United Kingdom while I'm here as a guest. One. And two... 
If anyone takes a tumble on the thing that you interfered with, it's your well, problem. Well, hang on a second. Now. Hang on a second. This is the there's a blame. There's a claim. This guy uh-huh. comes from the country that invented that culture, and so if he doesn't know about it, it, I think it's a. I think it's a myth. My, ne- I've got a neighbour, right? Yeah. He's always the one who'll be mowing his garden at ten o'clock at night when p- babies are being put to bed and stuff. Right? Yeah. There's always one who puts babies to bed at ten o'clock. That's bad parenting. Well, whatever. I'm saying, you know, he, he chooses his moments to do loud yeah. things. And this week, he decided to clear his driveway and pile it all up in the actual street. So when I came round the corner, very carefully, people had, like, abandoned their cars because they couldn't get them into the street. I almost went straight into this this snowdrift that he'd built. Do you know, how how high was it? Uh, well, I'd say, well, I'm five foot six and it came to about here. Right, and how wide was it? Do you know what I'd have done? I'd have called the coppers. I'd have phoned the police. It's obstruction. He's obstructing the course of justice. Good job, I saw it. I'd have phoned the police, anonymously, of course. Mm-hmm. I'd have said, say you live at number 62, I'd have said, oh, and he lives at number 60. I'd say, I live at number 58, the high street. Yeah. And uh, just the guy next door to me is, uh, he's, and I'd grasped him up, but pretended to be from two doors down. And the down. other thing is that now all the snow is gone, but of course his half snowman is still there. Yeah, what a wink. Matt, thank you very much uh, for that. <laughs> um, I was reminded of something I was going to say. Well, what was I going to say? I should write stuff down because I remember. Cause... Was it about clearing snow? No. Was it about suing people? No, 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 don't, because it's, um... No, it's gone now. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. 0344 is the phone number. Paul Ross will be on at one and uh, James Max will be on at five. Okay. Hello? Hello, Mike. Hmm? Hello. Hello, Laura. Hello. Why are you asking us, Lauren? Lauren. Okay, Lauren. Okay, fine. Uh, you're, you're, are you there? Are you there with um, Ewan? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you can ignore him. Well, I can't because he keeps shouting in the background like the idiot he is. Yeah, um, be quiet. Um, how are you? Okay. What did you call in for? Hello. Yes. What did you call in for? What's your plan? What have you been up to today? What's my plan? What was your plan for today? What was my plan for today? What have you called in for? Just a sick girl, because you're my best friend. Jesus. OK, thanks for calling. Why are you... There we go. So, um, so Rainbow George, right, used to phone up loads of different radio stations, and still does, actually, under different names, Sterling and all these different kinds of things. Um, and he's a really interesting character in uh, as much as um, he squatted in a house in Hampstead. And the law is something like, if you squat in a house for 20 or 25 years and the owner doesn't turn up, you end up owning the house. It's an incredible twist of law. And he was there for 20, 25 years and the owner didn't turn up and he sold the house. for The house went into his name and he sold it for a million pounds. And he spaffed most of it. I think all that money's gone. This this is probably about fifteen years ago, maybe, and um, he spent all the money on like some hippie um, political party, the Rainbow Party. Um, but what, one of the bizarre quirks was he lived just down the road from Peter Cook, and we've talked a lot uh, on this show about the calls that Peter Cook made to Clive Bull on LBC, one of the greatest broadcasters this country will ever see, as uh, Sven, the Norwegian fisherman. Most, if not all, of those calls were done about three o'clock in the morning at Rainbow George's house. 
Um, and Peter Cook would be sloshed and he would phone up. And um, they're brilliant, brilliant calls. You've not heard them. I think there's seven or eight of them. And um, they're on uh, they're on YouTube. And they're well worth a listen. Um, and Raymond, George never really called me when I was at LBC. He called me a couple of times, but I think we might have locked horns. And my interest in him, he's not, he's not really allowed on LBC now because they don't like characters. You know, I use that term in, in, in small, lowercase. They don't like characters. They want sensible people to talk sensibly about Brexit and what have you. And um, I've heard him a couple of times on BBC London. I think I might have heard him on Five Live as well in the last few years. Um, and I, it, 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 But I, I find him fascinating, right? And he released, uh, uh, years ago, a CD called Over at Rainbows or Over at George's or something. I found it in my car uh, yesterday, which is why he's on my... Well, ah, I found it in my car um, about three days ago. And then yesterday, George replied to a message that I'd put on Facebook about eight months ago. Synchronicity. I'll tell that to him if, if he answers the phone. That might um, he might, you know. Um, and this the thing about George is he would. Um, you don't even need to answer the phone to him, Sam. Don't even need to answer the phone. Um, the thing about George is he would record everything. Apparently, when you went around to his house, he would have a tape recorder recording all the time, and there were just stacks, stacks and stacks of cassettes. And he released a CD over at Rainbows, over at George's, and it's. Um, him having conversations with Peter Cook. Some of it's quite interesting, a lot of it's quite dull. But it's it's, it's still the fact it exists is, is fascinating. And um, so, yeah, about eight months ago, I tried to get him on the show and uh, we couldn't find him. And then um, then he replied yesterday, two days after I'd re-found his CD in my car. Um, he replied. So he's given me his number. Um, so I'm going to give him a call. Now, he may not want to talk to us. Um, he may not be there. You know, we've not really planned this call, um, but we'll have a go. Am I missing a number there? No. Um, All right, let's give him a call. And he might be interesting, he might be dull. I don't know. You can never tell. He'll certainly go off on tangents. He won't talk about what I want to talk about. I know that much. Is it ringing? Hello. Hello, is that George? It is. Hello, George. This is Ian Lee. You're on Talk Radio. Hello, Ian Lee. How are you? I'm fine, man. How are you doing? I'm still breathing. Well, that's a surprise. Clive Ball will be pleased to know that. Um, you, you replied to my Facebook message that I posted months ago. You replied yesterday. What's wrong with you, man? I only saw it yesterday. <laughs> i tell you what's weird, right, because I posted it about eight months ago when I bought for the second time, because I lost my first copy, that CD you did of Peter Cook. Right. And so I posted that message however many months ago it was, and then I forgot about it, and then I, I found the CD in my car two or three days ago, and I thought, oh, Rainbow George, Peter Cook. And then you then you replied to my message on Facebook. Oh. How weird is that, man? Well, I... I believe in bits of synchronicity so it was probably meant to happen at this time it probably was how are you are you, are you have you got a couple of minutes yeah, of course i have hey listen man it's good to talk to you i don't know if you remember i think we because i used to be at lbc about 10 years ago and i think we may have spoken a couple of times 
Yeah, it rings a bell yeah, somewhere. A couple of times. But you, you spoke more to Clive Ball and those kind of people. And I know that now LBC doesn't like... Um, uh, I used the word characters earlier on, and I, I hope you get what I mean by that. But LBC likes people to phone up and talk sensibly about Brexit and about Trump and about Muslims and things. Yes, well, with me, they stopped taking yeah. my calls about ten years ago. Was it that long ago? Wow. And, and I've got no idea why, and... and, and uh, because I, I had a really good relationship, with, especially with Clive yeah. and, and, and the Peter Cook connection, of course. I um, see Clive about once every six months. Me and Clive meet up for a cup of coffee. And um, every time we talk about you at, one, at some point or another, we go, is George, is George still alive? And one of us will say, well, I think I heard him speaking to Dotton and he calls himself Sterling. Or someone was, Clive might say, oh, I think I heard him on Five Live a few months ago. So No, I haven't been on Five oh, well. Live. Either. But uh, I, I speak on BBC Radio London in, in the early hours of the morning na- well, na- nowadays. But I, I have something special coming up on April the 14th. Go on, what's happening, man? Um, it, it's um, the 33rd anniversary of, of my first a- attempt to set a peaceful revolution in motion. And uh, I, I'm going to be telling the story of, of uh, what went wrong, essentially. Um, I, I hired the Camden Palace. Whoa, hang on a minute. The Camden Palace is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it was a penny to get in, but it was supposed to be three quid to get out. And, oh, God. Uh, and uh, I, I was releasing the first of what were going to be seven one-hour tapes. And... Um, <laughs> We never got we, we never got past the first tape because I left the the, the tapes were going to be released at fortnightly yeah. intervals, and the penny party had had to work for it all to be set in motion. And uh, as I say, I left with uh, owing the Camden Palace three thousand quid, mm. and um, but now thirty three years later. I, I, I'm going to be launching the party to end all political parties. Not at the Camden Palace, I hope. No, it's a, a small, a small venue in Camden called the Map uh, Music Cafe. When are you? When are you doing this, George? A- April the fourteenth. Anyway, I'm just seeing what's going. On. Uh, so, do you mind if we, can we come down? That would be brilliant if you came down. Where I'm coming down. Where where is where, where is it in Camden again? I don't know that place. Map Studio Cafe. I can't. All right, it, we'll it, find it. We'll find it. It's going to be from seven o'clock. Man, we could, we, I'm I'm going to be there, George. As long uh, as well, nothing, as long really... as nothing comes up in you know in between with the kids and stuff. But yeah, otherwise I'll be there. It would be lovely to see you and 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 um, there, there are. If if you look at uh, on on YouTube, if you Google uh, I- into the mystic, yes, uh, Rainbow George, yeah, um, there's a phone call. One of the first phone calls I did on the radio, oh. January 1985, with a presenter called Mike. Dickin. Mike, oh, you love Mike Stickin. Mike sadly passed away, didn't he? I know. Yeah, the, great the, presenter. The, the day before, he was going to do a, a programme in which he was going to prove that Princess Diana had oh. been murdered. Hang on a minute, are you suggesting a conspiracy theory? Well, I, it's never really been talked about. No, that, that, I didn't that, know that. That that link. And, um, but 
he was working on Capital Radio in, back in those yeah. days, and he took five calls from me, and then he wouldn't take any more calls. <laughs> My but, health is not in question. That was his line, wasn't it? Yeah, but, but the first call I did with him, um, coming towards the end of it, he, he said uh, correctly, I, I don't think we're ready for you yet, George. I think you've been born too soon. And uh, the second one, uh, I mention April the 14th a number of times yeah. because I, I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, party at the Camden Palace and, and that, that comes into that conversation. So, uh, as, as I say, check, check that, that out as, right. a, as, as a bit of background. And, and I, I really look forward to seeing you. It, 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 if not on April the 14th, even before that, well, I'd, love, no, I'd love, love, love to, to do something with well, you. Well, I'd love to, George. Are you still up in Hampstead? No, I'm, I'm in a retirement home in, in Highgate. Oh, OK, OK. Can I, can I ask about Peter Cook? Because obviously I, I love Peter Cook. You know, who doesn't? The calls to, um, to Clive Bull, we played a couple of them on this show, and um, they're just... You know, Sven, the Norwegian fisherman, they're beautiful. How did you, how did you um, end up meeting Peter? Well, we lived two doors, three doors away from each other in, in, in a muse in, in Hampstead. So we, we, we were close neighbours. Yeah. And uh, in, I, I'd been away from London for eight, eight years. I moved back into my place in in january 1984 january the 1st 1984 and peter had started up a a notional party called the watch party (laughs) and uh peter was appointing ministers to the watch party yeah and he he, uh, offered me the post of minister for confusion which I accepted with some alacrity, and he ordered me to go out and cause as much confusion as possible. So You're still following I, orders. So, <laughs> so I, I started up my own party, Captain Rainbow's Universal Party, and entered the political arena at the end of 1984. There was a by-election in... Enfield Southgate, yeah. it, it, it's brought about by the Brighton bombing yeah. and Sir Anthony Berry getting killed in, in, in the bombing. And so I, I stood as the candidate for Captain Rainbow's Universal Party. How many votes did you get? Well, I was thinking I was going to sweep to victory, but I, I got 48 votes and that became probably par for me over the years. <laughs> and... Um, but it's it's a it's a good story, and I'd, I'd love to. Well, I, I, on April the fourteenth, yeah. I, I will be telling the story that, that links to thirty-three years yeah. together. Oh, mate! Well, listen, I've got your number. Can I just say, by the way, George, Talk Radio has relaunched, right? So there's still Talk Sport, but there's Talk Radio. It's only on DAB and online at TalkRadio.co.uk, but. Um, I'm on with my friend Catherine, and we're on Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night until 1 o'clock, and you would be very welcome to phone up any time you want. 
Lovely. You would be ve- we, we, you would be very welcome. We're trying to do like a sort of a show like Clive used to do. Like, he, oh, don't die on us now, George. Don't. Here he goes. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. You got your breath? We're trying to do a show like the kind of, you know, the shows that you would have got in the late 80s and early 90s where people can phone up and talk about anything and you'd be very, very welcome, George. I'd love to love, love to do that. What, what, what is the number? Uh, have you got a pen and paper? I'll get one. Go on, then. If this is what we've got to do to drum up business, I'll happily what phone up time. everybody one by one. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. Um... Yep. Right. O three four four. Yep. Four nine nine. One thousand. And when this show is on, I'm Ian Lee. I'm with Catherine, and this show is on ten o'clock at night till one o'clock in the morning, Monday to Friday. Okay. And you'd be very welcome to phone up any time you want. You want to get stuff off your chest, or you just want a chinwag, or you just want to, you know a little bit of nonsense. You'd be very welcome, George. That's very sweet of you. And it's good to hear you, man. I, I, it's really nice to hear your voice after all these years. It's good hearing your voice. Take care, brother. All the best to you. Speak Love to, you to Catherine. Hey, thanks very much, George. It's OK. Cheers, George. Bye-bye. There we go. That was lovely. All right, we'll, we'll get bored of him after a while, trust me. But no, that was, <laughs> no, that was lovely. April the 14th. Well, if I'm around then, and at the moment I am around then, um, I'm going to pop down, take my little... Uh, Little tape recorder and um, go to, and see what's happening. To 46 Grafton Road, London, NW5. Is that, is that yes. where it is? I, I, I sort of know roughly where it is. Um, fascinating. If you, if, if, dear listener, if you have listened to phone-in radio, particularly late-night radio, at any point over the last 25 years, you will definitely have heard a Rainbow George, George Sterling, a couple of other names he got, he's gone by. Um, you will definitely have heard him. And... Um, uh, that was a real thrill for me. OK, the phone line's empty. 0344 499 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, Archie, let me just see Archie's other texts before um, I read that one out. Um... um Oh, no, OK. Um, energy doesn't die, it just changes shape, says Archie. These are old ones. Um, OK, I mean, some of these make sense, some of them, some of them don't. Uh, the, the latest uh, text, and uh, text 25 pence, plus your standard message rate, 87222, start with the word talk. Or really, uh, we don't really do text here, but... Ian, you must know Diana got bumped off for sleeping with a Muslim. Wow. <laughs> Well, of course I know that. Of course I know that. I work for the um, Zionist media. Of course I know that. We, we, we all know that. We've all, we've all seen the video. You guys won't get to see the video, of course, but we've all seen it. Of course we have. But thanks, anyway, for, um, for reminding me. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Um, oh, OK, there we go. If you want to give us a call, the switchboard is empty right now. Um, so I got this VR unit, virtual reality unit. Mm-hmm. You know what VR? What am I telling you? What VR stands for? What an idiot! All right, Granddad. All right, all right, Granddad. Pin number, personal in, in identification number, number. Don't look now, but there's someone at the back who didn't know that. Yeah. 
because I got this VR unit, this virtual reality unit for the PlayStation. I got it for free. Magic goggles. Yeah. I got it for free because it cost like 360 quid or something, right? And I, I was thinking, well, I'll have a goal, but I'm not expecting much, right? So I downloaded one game that someone recommended, but then you've got to buy a special controller for it. So that was no use. So then I downloaded uh, the demo game that comes with it. And that was kind of cute. You're in the first one, you're in like a sort of someone's bedroom playing a grabber machine and you can turn around behind you. It's basically got these goggles on. You're playing a game and you can look everywhere. You can look everywhere. And it's, it's a, and you turn around, there's these robots behind you. And when you turn around, they get excited and wave at you. That's good. Then within this demo, there was another game, right, mm. where you're controlling a little robot and you make him move forward. And as you move forward, the, the, the scenery, it's like a mountaintop like pathway yeah. comes towards you and as it as it's coming towards me i'm like wobbling all over the place because my brain it's confusing my brain have you played it sam it's like, so it's coming towards you and i'm like whoa because it confuses you your brain thinks you're moving so it tries to compensate for it so i played that and that was kind of fun but it was a demo game and then someone said get a game called moss right, right. so i got this game and i downloaded it right Flipping it, man! It's incredible, right? You start off, you're in this, you're in the cathedral, and I'm, I'm just in there going, and you're looking around, and you can, you can see particles of dust, just, just floating past you. And you're in a cathedral, and you're, there's candles there and stuff, and and you, the floor is there. Uh, in some of the, in some of the games, you have a shadow. Oh, and you're there, and you've got there's a book in front of you, big book. You've got to turn the pages of the book, right? And that was a bit boring because it's a boring story. And then you go into the game and you control this little mouse, right? And um, in this, you don't move with the scenery. So it's you're, you're sort of stood in... Well, I was you're sort of stood in a river, right? And in front of you, there's like a sort of countryside scene and there's trees and there's like a little roots and there's like a little pathway and you can look behind you and you can look up and there's the moon up there and all of that. And you can try, And this mouse comes trundling down and you get control of the mouse, right? And you move the mouse around, and the, the scene stays still for this game. The, the mouse, walk, mouse walks off, and then the new scene appears, and the mouse comes on from there. And you, you've got to solve puzzles and things, right? And you've got to move blocks around, and you've got to climb over things and get round things. And okay. it's not the hardest game in the world. But so I'm stood there, right? And there's a block. I've got to pull a block, and I've got to move a block across. And the tree's got to go through this. The, the, the mouse has got to go through this thing. And I'm thinking, well, I wonder, mm, I can't see the one. What if there's a hole behind that tree? And so I leant over and down, right? And you can look around the tree. Uh, you can, I, and I'm doing this going, flip it. Honestly, you go, so you go down, you go round, and you can see behind the tree. Now, I know you've offered to let me have a go on this, what? but bearing in mind I can fall over from standing still. Yeah, oh, God, it's mate. It's probably not the best idea. I've got motion sickness on this one as I knew I would, and I started to get a bit of a migraine. Um, but I'm playing it, and, and, and I streamed it on YouTube, right? So people were watching it. I watched back some of the footage, and, of course, what you see on YouTube is a two-dimensional video game, right? That's it. It's a 2D video game. But when you've got the goggles on, and I put headphones on as well, so I'm totally immersed, it doesn't look like a video game. It looks like a real forest and like a, a sort of little robot mouse that you're controlled, like a remote control mouse. And, and there's a bit you can revive the mouse. And he tur- she turns around and she waves at you and gives you the thumbs oh. up. You're like, flip it. It is, it is the most 
incredible. Listen, here's the thing, right? Here's the news. It's a gimmick, right? It's a gimmick in the same way that 3D was a gimmick for films and games. It's a gimmick and that is it, right? But it's a great gimmick. I'm not going to go nuts and spend... I've spent quite a bit of money on it already, but <laughs> buying games and controllers. You can buy a gun controller. Oh, God. But then I was talking to Andy Goldstein um, and he was telling me... Now, can someone back me up on this, right? Let's just tread, tread carefully. He said, yes. you can download pornography for it. Like, so you're stood in... And I said, well, why don't I just go and have sex with an actual woman? And he, he, he said, you, he made a very coarse joke. But so you can have, you can be in a, you can be in a pornography. <laughs> and you're looking around, you're going, well, there's no one here. And then you look down. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Flipping heck. Now, obviously... You haven't got the thing to give you the sensation of that. But as Andy said, just get the vacuum cleaner. Oh, my God. Right. Um, and, and this technology is is incredible. Alternatively, get a flipping life. Sorry? You're never going to go out. Well, this is why I want you to come round. What? <laughs> I snotted then. I do apologise. I snotted. What? Um, honestly, it is, uh, it, is the, it is the most incredible... Thing and people are saying, "I'll oh, get Resident Evil," and but I, I don't like right, Res- the new Resident Evil game isn't very good, and I've I've kind of seen a walk, I've watched a walkthrough of it, so it's, it's not really much point. But uh, but um, then someone said, "Get the new Batman game," and then someone said, "Get the new Skyrim game," and then they're like thirty five, forty quid each, and then you're starting to spend serious, starting to spend serious. I've already spent forty quid on a controller, so you that'll do, you know, that'll do. But um, you can um, you can uh, download like a well, you can only download like a classical concert and I'm being a bit oh I tell you what will work as well in fact I'm going to try this when I get home I'm going to try this when I get home we shot some stuff in 360 with the camera right? yeah. and they're on YouTube right so am I right in thinking if I watch a 360 YouTube video I'm looking at Sam because he's he's a kid. Child. If I watch a 360 video YouTube with the goggles on, I'm I'm gonna, well, all I'm going to see is the office here because well, that's what we did. And and you were here in real life, so I'm going to watch my I'm going to be able to watch myself, and I can be able to look at I'm going to be able to look at my own ass. Well, who needs pornography? Wowzers! Hi, Ian. Diana didn't get bumped off by sleeping with a Muslim. It was an Indian doctor. OK, well, I'm glad we've cleared that up. 0344 499 1000. Why was Diana bumped off? This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Morgan. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. How are you doing today? I'm all right, mate. What you got for us? Well, obviously, you're talking about VR, and this is a bit in my, like, um, era. Yeah, we go. We're that's in. all right. Yeah, you get in there, buddy. Um, you tell me about it. You were talking about how good it is. Yes. Or how um, immersive it is. Yes. Have you ever heard of a thing called Microsoft HoloLens? Microsoft HoloLens? No, no, I've not heard yeah. of that. Go on. Right, I get Kath to type in on Google. Well, Google is so. technically banned on the show this evening, but so I can't... if Morgan tells me to, I can. OK, fine, go on then. Okay. Microsoft what? Yeah. HoloLens. All right, let's have a look. So, instead of virtual reality, where you've just got a black screen and it's a game, yeah, it's actually like wearing glasses, oh. and the game comes up in like in your actual. So, say I'm sitting on the table, it will come up on the table. 
Oh, like um, the like um, a hologram, like like in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, so, yeah. So it's augmented reality. Yes, and it's very impressive. Like, a lot more impressive than real virtual. Well, thing. hang on a second. Hang on a second. I think you'll find it's called mixed reality. Uh, um, well, yeah, but it, it's a variation on augmented reality. Um, uh, they just come up with their own, their own thing. Right, right. L- let me stop you there. It looks rubbish, <laughs> right? Because no, it, it, no, it, no, listen. That looks rubbish, right? Because I was in a cathedral in my flat. I was in my. I was in a cathedral. I wasn't looking at a table with a cathedral on it. I was in a cathedral. <laughs> yeah, but you can build a car, huh? and then you can actually build the lights and then drive it. So the plans onto a computer, huh? Huh? and then you can actually build a car. It's hard to. You would like um, um, French Mechanic Simulator 2018? Simulation. Simulation. <laughs> You'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, and that is an insult Here's to you. Here's the thing, Morgan. Ian's got an actual car. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm too young to drive. Well, uh, the, I'll give you a lift if you want. I'm that kind of guy. Um, you know what? I'll actually offer that. No, actually, I probably should. It's probably it's inappropriate. Is it, it is inappropriate. I'll take that back. Um, not at all. Yeah, well, you know, you tree and stuff. So, I'm not going <laughs> to... Um, but, uh, trust me, I've got a luxurious Volkswagen Polo. Uh, it's, uh, uh, the 2013 model. Great year. It's only half full of sandwich boxes. Mm. That, that sounds amazing. The That's hollow, the hollow, what are they call holocraps? Hololens. The hollow specs sound and look, I'm going to be honest, rubbish. And they won't catch on. They're the Betamax of the, um, uh, VR's, to VR's, uh, VHS. Yeah, um- yeah, that's true. And I fought in the Betamax Wars, and I lost. Well, they called the, they called the VHS Wars because the, the winners win. I still called them the Betamax Wars, but uh, there we go. I'm a bad loser. Morgan, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Lewis. Good evening, Lewis. Hello, Ian. Hello, Lewis. Hello, Ian. Yes. Hi. Um, I just wanted to speak about VR and give you a couple of recommendations that I hope people haven't already told you. Okay. Um, Are they going to be really expensive? And am I going to have to buy loads of expensive equipment? Because some fella phoned up and told me about a game called Hot Space or Sexy Time or something. (laughs) And I downloaded it for like 20 quid. And then I went to play it and it wouldn't work. And it's because you've got to buy a controller for like 35 quid. I mean, if it's called Sexy Time, I think £30 is worth it. (laughs) It wasn't good. It's called like super, Super Hot. That was it. Super Hot. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I've not heard of that, but okay. what I can give you. Have you heard of escape rooms? Yeah, 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 yeah. You get locked in a room for an hour, you've got to try and work your way out, yeah. Exactly. So there's a game on the PlayStation VR called I Expect You to Die, yeah. which is essentially a oh. James Bond-themed... I saw um, that listed, yeah. Sort of, you should get it, because it's a, a James Bond-themed escape room, essentially, where you've got about seven different levels, loads of different ways of oh. trying to escape without oh. dying. There's loads of ways to die. Alternatively, cut price version, <laughs> I'll lock you in your flat. Lock, lock me in the flat and shut the key out the window. Um, no, that sounds, that sounds... How much is that one? Um, it's fairly cheap. I got it on discount about a month ago for about a fiver. I'm in! Um, I'm, I'm in! I'm not sure if it's still discounted. Hey, what is this? Now, this is... The, honestly, because you, you can go on the PlayStation, it'll list all the games you could buy, right? Yes. What is this one? Now, this is a real game. Job Simulator. <laughs> Oh my god! That's what we're doing now, isn't it? Have you what? What even is that? I think it's what it says on the tin. But I, is, I think you could. This is, is true, right? And someone can phone me up and correct. I think the game is, you work in McDonald's. You oh, wow. you work in McDonald's. 
I've just been to McDonald's. It was very nice. Well, would you like to work there for, for and you don't even get you don't even get paid and you can't even eat burgers? Right. And then there was I, another game. I'm sure I've got this right. It and this, these are the VR games. And it's called Accounts Manager. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. I've, I can't have dreamt Accounts Manager. Hang on a minute. I, I'm googling that. Is uh, that to uh, make accountancy fun? Accounts is that what it is? Manager PS for VR. Let's have a look. Is that a game? Um, I mean, people are paying nine grand a year to become accountants, so you can just pay £30 and do it on your PlayStation. It's yeah. great. I don't know whether it's legally games, dicey, though. I don't know whether you Let's can do it on Right, own. so here's the VR game. Star Trek The Bridge Crew. That looks rubbish. Uh, <laughs> um, World War... Um, just give me a list of all the games. Here we go. Right, here we go. We'll find all the games. Hang on. Um... Uh, surviving Mars, that looks rubbish. Um, but you're looking for accounts manager. No, I want to... Just so to be clear. Please, please. Okay, right. Let's click on... I don't... How do I find all the... P- PlayStation VR. Right, click on this. This is thrilling listening for everybody, but I'm kind of obsessed now. Can I give you one more recommendation? Yes, yeah, please. Please get bored of it. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm sure that someone's probably already given this. I, I know you said Resident Evil earlier. I'm not going to say that because I tried that recently with VR and it just made me sick. And yeah. it was no good. It was no fun. Don't yeah. get that. Um, what you should get if you do want a horror-related game is Until Dawn: Rush of Blood, um, which is an on-rails shooter essentially, where you're on a roller coaster. Uh, there's things to shoot. It sounds rubbish, yeah. but it's amazing in VR. All right. Okay. Well. Um, all right. Well, uh, Lewis, I'll, I'll have a little look at that. Thank you very much indeed. Very, very helpful. Hello, Sarah. Oh, hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm trying to find a complete list of PlayStation VR games. Despite I... the fact that ten minutes ago you said you were not going to buy any more. Well, you know, oh, come on. Here we go. Sake. List of PlayStation VR games. Here we go. Right. So, The Hundred Wonders of Japan, Fuji, The Holy Mountain. Uh, right, OK, we'll get those. Um, Ace Banana? Um, Ancient... No, OK. Al- Albino Lullaby? Um, the Apollo Experience, um, uh, Blasters of the Universe, that sounds rubbish. Chess, virtual oh, reality. They chess. all sound rubbish. Shut up, face, you miserable cat. They do, though, you're right. Here's, here's one you like, Kath, Dick Wilde. Oh, I wrote that one. Yeah, we go. <clears throat> um, Drunken Bar Fight. <laughs> Again, I wrote that one. Oh, I like that. Uh, I'll hold your coat and tell you it's not worth it. Um... Uh, you talk to. There we go. Job Simulator. Oh gosh. Here you go. Click on this right. Job Simulator. I've right? flipped burgers. I don't need to right. do it again for Job fun. Job Simulator is a virtual reality simulation video game um, in which the player participates in comical approximation of real real world jobs. Partic- players participate. This is a game, right? Players participate in simulated jobs in a job museum run by ro- robots. The jobs are represented as tongue-in-cheek approximations of real <laughs> occupations. Auto mechanic, gourmet chef, store clerk, and office worker. For example, in the office worker, players engage in activities like evaluating new employees and tr- transferring calls. And photocopying their behind. But are also called upon to eat donuts, <laughs> share photos at the water cooler, and participate in other tasks. Yeah. That sounds wicked. <laughs> Actually, when you were reading it out, I was thinking it does sound sound, good. It does sound wicked. Anyway, Sarah, what have you got? Oh, um, Oh, you sound surprised. You sound surprised (laughs) that that I was going to ask you at some point for. Yeah, I was actually, but I I thought you were going to carry on about these jobs. 
but obviously... No, I, 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 I bore myself. <laughs> here's, here's the thing, I've learned. Years of doing this, 15 years of doing this, this job, I've learned that if I'm bored, then the listener was bored about 30 minutes ago. So, it's time, <laughs> At time, least. To, time to move on. Time to move on. What have you got for us, Sarah? Uh, I'm asking... Well, not, not about divorce. Yes. Because... Um, Advice for me, because yes. uh, I'm going through one, yes. horrendous. Yes. Um, so, I am a stay-at-home mum with yeah. four kids. So, my husband is the breadwinner, yeah. and he's gone through a divorce. And the current situation is, I have been served with a decree nice-I, but the financial side of things haven't been sorted out. Okay. Oh. So, what happens... Because my solicitor's sort of saying that my husband could then just go for the absolute, and then I'm sort of yeah. You're stuck. supposed to get the financial stuff sorted out before you get you get the nice eye, aren't you? I haven't got a clue because it, he did the petition, and then it all went very quiet. And I'm thinking, well, what's happening? And then I, then we he I got through about two weeks ago. Oh, we're ready to exchange the financial stuff, and. Now I've got the decree nice side coming up. Well, I, I get a minute. Uh, your, your solicitor should have been talking to his solicitor about the financial stuff and fighting your corner, and he'd have made a crap offer, and your solicitor gone, no, 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 no. Your, your solicitor would have gone and made a really silly offer, and their solicitor gone, no, 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 and back and forth, back and forth. That's how they make their money. Yeah, but this is... It hasn't happened. That that hasn't oh. happened. He's just said he's ready to exchange, and I'm still sort of. Mate, don't go any further. Around. Don't go any. Do, do not go any further with your divorce until you've got the finances sorted out. How much he's going to pay you for the kids? How much he's going to pay you? What's going to happen to the house? All of that stuff. So how can, can I? Because my solicitor's saying that she's a bit concerned, but can she actually stop it? Hang on a minute, stop Sam. Is app- this live news or pre-recorded? Pre-recorded. All right, we can talk for a bit longer. Um, um, I, I well, listen. I don't know. Um, I would suggest mm. you've got a, a, a crap solicitor. Being completely honest, because they should have been on this. So, so, what did you say to them when you went in and said, "Right, I'm getting divorced"? What, what did you say? Well, well, I had the petition, and then we didn't hear anything else. You know, I signed the petition. You know, he he put the petition through to say that um, he wanted a divorce. Yeah. Back in perhaps November, and then everything went quiet because um, we didn't hear anything. And I thought, so I don't know what was happening? And she said, "Well, we haven't heard anything. Let's just wait till we hear something." And and then, wham! I get the the night. He's then ready to um, exchange the financial stuff about two weeks ago. And we're sort of now doing the financial stuff, so it's all a bit. Hmm. Um, well, hang on a minute, because it's a green nice site. Let me just hang on a minute. Here we go. Let me read. Decree Nisi is a court order that does not have any force unless a particular condition is met. Once the condition is met, the ruling becomes a decree absolute. So, what's the decree? What's the condition on the decree Nisi then? I've got no idea. Typically, the condition is that I'm just reading this from Wikipedia: is that an adversely affected party fail to provide satisfactory evidence or argument that the decree Nisi should not take effect. Um, you can't right, do okay. that. So that's the same. What one of you has got to go? No, 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 no. I don't want to get divorced. Um, um, right. It says here you can object to the divorce. 
Again, this is from Wikipedia, right? So don't, you know, speak to your solicitor about this. Don't take this. Or as... get a different solicitor. Or, uh, or, I, I, I would suggest get a different solicitor. I really oh, would. I've really changed. I've changed to this one. She's supposed to be. <laughs> well, she sounds crap, if I'm honest, right? Because oh, no. you, you can stop the, um, you, you can stop the divorce. The divorce is going to happen, according to this, uh, in six weeks from you getting yeah. that nice eye. So you need to stop the divorce because. If he sounds, I don't know. I don't know the situation. But if if that divorce becomes absolute um, before your financial stuff is sorted out, you could be. And I don't know your husband. Maybe he's a man of his word and a man of honour. I don't know. But let's assume for the sake of this that he's not. Uh, you could be screwed, and he won't owe you anything. That's scary. I know. I, 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 I think. I think the nice side becomes effect uh, end of March. Right, you, then... you've got three weeks. She's going to have to do something right. quick, isn't she? So you, you, you need to speak to your solicitor first thing tomorrow morning, right? First and say thing tomorrow, I'm going to be on the play. Say, yeah. uh, say, uh, uh, and say, I'm really worried about my fight. I'm really worried. We haven't got anything in writing. Um, what is going to happen? And if she blathers on. Um, and you're no, not. Ha- she, no, she said she was concerned. So hang on a minute. Who did? Who did? Was the decree at nice side? Was that done through the first solicitor? No, second solicitor. So this one. Well, she can't just yeah. shrug her shoulders a, then. She's dropped a bollock. Um, I, 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 I know it's expensive, but it, I, I really suggest. Here's what. Here's what I suggest. Here's what I suggest. Oh God. Um, you phone, some solicitors will give you a free consultation. Mm. Just, just before you you go with them, right? Some will give you like free consultation. I suggest tomorrow you phone up three solicitors and you explain exactly what is going on and exactly where you are, and you get their three answers. And um, uh, you then phone up your solicitor and say, "I'm really worried. What is going on?" And you see if her her answer correlates with what the other three have told you. And if you're not happy. Phone up one of those people that you got on with in the first three phone calls and say, I want to come with you. Can you take it over, please? Yeah. The funny thing is, though, my husband, well, my ex, he um, he's only just um, sort of like said he's ready to exchange the financial details about two weeks ago. So well, where I mean, is it then? If he was ready Sorry? to if he was ready to exchange it two weeks ago, well, where is it then? Where where is it? He should have done it um, thirteen days yeah, because ago. Mine, because we hadn't done it, you see, we hadn't even started ours. So I'm sort of scrapping around getting all my stuff oh, and mate. waiting for page stuff. It's just nightmare. I would. Do you know I what? Mean, I, okay, this is this is what I would do, and I'm not advising you to do this. If I was in your position, I would stop the divorce. I would stop the divorce because sorting out the well, financial I, well, stuff I, I is think, I, takes I think ages. That's what she's going to say that. Until the financial stuff yeah. is done, she's going to do it. And you've got, to, you've got to call it off, and it'll be a little bit more expensive, but um, you've got to. Uh, this is what I would do. I can't advise you, because I don't know any about any of this no, stuff. I'm, I'm not legal or anything. Financial stuff. I would speak to two or three other solicitors. I would speak to your solicitor after you've spoken to the two or three other solicitors, and just say, look, can I, can I, can I bend your ear for 20 minutes on the phone um, uh, uh, you know, I've, I, I don't want to pay you for it, and hopefully you'll get a couple that'll be quite good. You might have to ring about half a dozen, but you should get two or three that'll be able to talk to you. Um, mm. 
Um, and okay. what I know what some people do is they, you know, there is, th- th- to make it cheaper than going back and forth to the solicitors, they go to mediation, where the two people yeah. sit in the room and they write down in one chart how much money and assets you've got. They write down in another chart assets that, that your husband's got. They talk about how much money it's going to cost to feed and clothe the kids every month. Um, and there's a, there's a thing online where the person, the, 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 you know, whoever the main provider is, types in how much money they earn and how many nights a week they're going to have the kids, and it will tell them what their weekly maintenance payment should be. That's it, yeah. Sarah, don't panic, oh. right, because this, this can all be sorted, but um, you, need to, you need to pull your finger out, is what I'd say, but don't I'm panic. I'm going to pull my finger out tomorrow. Oh, my God. But yeah. First thing tomorrow morning, when you've got the kids out of the house, get on the phone. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Ian. Let us know how it goes. Yes, I will do. Thank you so much. ta thanks very much. See, if only there was, like, a VR uh, divorce simulator, I could I could live this for her and then explain it to her. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're really late for the news, but who cares? It's talk radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, Ian Lee is here. Catherine Boyle is here. Hello. Uh, we're here until one o'clock. Then Paul Ross takes over. Then um, James Max at five o'clock. You can listen to us on DAB or download the app. You can even watch us if you go to youtube.com slash rabbit hole. Crappy weekend. So tonight we are just dicking around. Speaking of dicks, it's Gary. Oh, thanks a lot. You're very welcome, Gary. Take me off speakerphone before I punch you in the face. The speakerphone was off. Yeah, take me off speakerphone. Hey, you're off speakerphone. I'm in, I'm in, I'm outside. Oh, gosh, wow. He sounds like you've fallen down a well. No, I just want to talk about, uh, you know, Lily Sawborn, the fall guy. The, The what? The fall guy. The fall guy. It's funny, when I can't hear someone, I always lean closer to the <laughs> microphone, as though that I'll somehow is going to make it um, easier. The I'll fall... go outside. It's very cold. OK. No, it's not. Beautiful. I'm outside. Now. OK, good for you. I was sort of talking about the fall guy. Yes, sir! Yes! Well, the fall guy, I have a funny story about that. I brought me arm. Well, it's not a funny story. I brought me arm and bust my nose, doing stunts, doing fall guy what when I was younger. What stunts were you doing? Falling off... Uh, what they call it? Sheds and shit. Sheds and stuff. Sheds and shit. You you were yeah. you you stood on top of a shed and you tossed yourself off. Jumping off with my mates. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. But back it there. And it, you broke what? Well, you broke your arm. Beautiful. Well, at school. <laughs> Just think, and kids these days, and this is the problem with with the whole world, Gary. They're this, PlayStation kids nowadays. these days are not allowed to climb on sheds and jump off them and pretend to be cult seavers anymore. I know, it's funny, isn't it? It is ridiculous. If you've got kids, wake them up, get them, know, get them on get top of the shed outside. and order them to jump at gunpoint if necessary. Let, let them get mucky outside. Yeah, get, 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 yeah, get mucky. Get mucky. Get, no, and when he says mucky, he means literally covered in mud. He doesn't mean anything. Covered in mud, yeah. Yeah, covered in mud. But oh, wake them up now. Get, get a gun, get a knife, order them outside. Yeah. Oh, make, my God. make them climb up a tree, and when they start yeah. crying, make them climb higher. <laughs> yeah. And then but we're at the I top of the tree, set a... fire to the bottom of it. Lily Starbuck and uh, the Incredible Hulk. You should have the Incredible Hulk themed all the ending. I've just got it. I thought it said Louis Sobo. 
Littlest Hobo. Littlest Hobo, yeah. yeah. yeah Sorry, carry on. Okay. Uh, Do you remember Incredible Wolf? Lady yeah, the, the the end theme, of course, to the, the Incredible theme. Hulk is, uh, Incredible yeah, Hulk is the uh, it's the saddest bit of music theme tune ever. Can you sing it? I know. See, I think it goes. <laughs> no, that's um. No, hang on a minute. That's um. The end is now. The end is near. Hang on a minute. Dun dun. If I had a ki- if I had a keyboard, here, I'm going to bring in a keyboard in one night and we'll do it. Here. Dun. Hang on a minute. I've got. I've just found a keyboard. Hang on. Here, here we go. I think. I think. I've. I've got a feeling. Hang on a second. If, if I get my dig my old uh, keyboard out from under here. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yeah, I think it goes something like this. There we go. There we go. Something like this. Just, just, just jump yeah. Is it this? Is it this? It doesn't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Have I got it? Hang on. Oh, I remember it. Yeah. Brilliant. So good. Impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm vamping a little bit. I don't know this bit. Then it goes back to the beginning. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. He's walking down the street with a backpack on. Yeah. He, trying to hitch a ride, but no one will pick yeah, him up because he he's the Incredible Hulk. Hang on. I've got it now. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> I'm laughing because he's doing a funny piano face. I've got to concentrate. I've not played piano for ages. Yeah. Very good. Very nippy. Is that right? Have I got this right? Hang on, it goes like this. Dun, 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 dun. If in doubt, just go back to the, the chorus. Dun, dun, Boris, yeah. get to the chorus. Dun. Sing along, Gary. I'm showing off a little bit now. <laughs> it's not quite as dramatic. This is longer than I remember. Yeah, well... There we go. The ending. I can't remember how it ends. Promise? Just making it up. And then... Hey, that wasn't bad! That wasn't bad! That wasn't bad, was it, Gary? It was all right, yeah. That was all right! And now, how did Lily Sobo go? Lily Sobo? I can't remember, you know. Thanks very much for calling. That's not bad! Forgot I had that piano under there. Forgot about that. We'll get that out a bit more often. So I think I've got arthritis. Oh, you wouldn't know from that playing. No, it's excellent. I, I know, thank you. I, I need to play more because it's good exercise. It's good hexercise. It's good sexercise. Oh, God, no. Um, it, so, uh, so I find my hands... I find my hands every morning. I go, what are you doing down there? Come back up here, guys. You're not supposed to be playing with that. You know that. That's not for you. Get your hands... Get up your hands. And slowly my left hand comes up and my right hand's there. Right hand, you're the naughtiest of the hands. Get back up here, boy! And the left hand has to go down and go around there and doesn't, but then it grabs the right hand and it pulls the right hand up and the right hand's fighting and it's holding on to my dingle. I'm going, let go of the dingle, boy, let go of the dingle. And in the end, the left hand has to get the gun that's in my bedside table. Gosh. And it points the gun. And uh, the, the, eventually the right hand comes up. And well, then that, I put a handcuff on it. That escalated, didn't it? But I have to handcuff my right hand to my dingle. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, man. Well, wow, Kath, you can tell Kath was upset there because she said, man. <laughs> um, 
Put that in the papers, you absolute bastards! Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep more stuff to myself. We just got a charming. Put that char- in the mirror in the mail, you absolute scum-sucking knobs. A charming insight into the celebrity lifestyle. So, um, so I've got arthritis. I mean, new magazine. I've got arthritis, <laughs> right? And um, because I find my I, when I right, oh, do you God. ever do this right? Mm, no. Forget I, what I, I just said. No, now. <laughs> Do you ever try and um, catch a, a glimpse at your body without your body knowing it? No. Have you not done that? No. Some, well, I, I know where it is. I try to, I try to um, catch my... Well, my legs sometimes, <laughs> right? Unawares. What? I try to catch them unawares. Right. Um, but I, I, more often I try and catch my hands unawares. Right. Wow. So I, I try and look at my hands without them knowing. Right? Tragic comic sneaks up on hands. <laughs> <laughs> and picks up a needle full of jazz and injects it in his eye. Um, so what I do oh dear. is sometimes I'll be watching telly or I'll be driving or I'll be sat on the bus and I'll go, look at my hands now. And But I, I do it subtly, right? So it, your hands don't know. Yeah, I do. I do. This is true. And sometimes as I'm thinking about it, I feel my hands getting into a more friendly position. <laughs> position. I was going to say appropriate position, but then it would probably they were in an appropriate position. I don't really want, I don't I don't want to speak badly about my hands because I think they've got arthritis. But they do act up. So like 2 years ago I'd look down at my hands and they'd just be like flat. Just like that on the see they're on the table and they're just flat. They'd be like flat. Just chilling out. <laughs> just chill, hands would be just chilling out. I'm not the only one that does this. Yes, you are. Okay. My hands would just be chilling out. Like, they'd just relax. <laughs> but now, in the last three months, I've been looking at my hands, right? I, I can't do it now because I've been thinking about my hands too They're much. clawed. And they're clawed like this. This is their relaxing position. That's more posi- than Their clawed. relaxing position. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the Queen bitch. She'll be all over it. So, the, 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 right, but normally, it's, they're relaxed. But, so, but the relaxed position was like yeah. flat, s- s- laid out flat, chilled stretched out. out just chilled just out. Chill. But now it's like... You say cupped. <laughs> I'm sh- they're like this. Like Action Man. <laughs> yeah. Or like Lego people. So you could slide like a like sign in there. Right. So it's like that. So I think... And, and they hurt. Those two things combined, that's arthritis. <laughs> that's the early sign. So what I'm, what I'm, I'm doing is I've ordered... Off of the dark web. Oh God! Some um, uh, cortisone and steroid injections. Right? You can get them. You can get them on the internet from Russia. Sounds legit. You know that fella that the the, the the spy that was murdered. Right. First time I heard the story, I thought it said, um, "And a... what the one at the moment is still ill, not dead yet." Oh, oh. Oh, I'm like that BBC News reporter who stood in front of Tower Number Eleven, no, Tower Number Seven, and Tower Number Seven's fallen down, and it's in the shop behind him. Oops. What do I know? My Zionist... Anyway, so the fellow that's been poisoned, mm. right? Mm. I thought this, the news story, when I heard it, right, I was thinking, cool, flipping it. And today it's been announced that a gentleman who turns out to be a Russian spy mm. has um, been poisoned in Sainsbury's. He was in Salisbury. Right. So I well, can see but, the mistake. I but, can see the mix-up there. But, so I'm thinking... Oh, I'm not going to go to Sainsbury's anymore then. If there's, if there's, you know, there's toxic stuff going on. Or spy for Russia. But, That's um, over. Or Salisbury. So here's what. I'm, so I've, I've ordered these injections online. I'm going to inject um, into my knuckles 
um, cortisone, and then... Um, uh, of course, I'm not going to do a stupid thing to do, but I do think I've got arthritis. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. That was fun. This is late night alternative. It's all radio. The Wild Man of late night radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Is there going to be an ambush of me tomorrow on the right stuff? Will they ask me questions that I've told them are strictly off limits? They, I, I, I kind of suspect there will be. And um, it's genuinely live, that programme. It's one of the few p- television programmes that are live. Um, and if there's if, if they ask me, you know, about the stuff that was in the papers at the weekend, which I, my agent has told them is off-limits and I've told them is off-limits, um, uh, it's going to be an exciting bit of TV. So I, I would say it's a long old show, show, a couple of hours, get a blank tape, whack it in, press record at the start, and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Good evening, Anthony. Evening. Evening. Right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Switch your radio off, please. Uh, I'm just busy turning it down. No, switch it off. Uh, uh, two, uh, two seconds. Okay. Right, there we go, it's off. Right, um, right, uh, I, I did, I've just, just turned off two minutes ago. I heard you, I heard you on all quarters on in, injections. Yes. Um, I have um, rheumatoid and uh, arthritis Uh-oh. in my left leg, my left foot, and my left toe. Um, how did you catch it? Uh, um, well, I don't know how I caught it. Oh. Um, Were you hanging out with old I, people or something? Uh, <laughs> no, well, uh, well, uh, originally I thought I, I'd kicked a stick from my dog, uh, and it was uh, it was just a small stick, but it was frozen to the ground. And I thought I thought I'd broken toe, oh, uh, so I, I kept I kept going back to doctors, and I was yeah. like, "Look, I'm, I'm in serious pain here." Yeah. And after, I think he thought I was blagging him for like painkillers, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, eventually they put us on codeine, and um, which are highly addictive. I was on, I was on the show, I was on the show the other night about cannabis. And how I'm all for legalisation for it. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons why is um, the 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 coding that I get is it's highly addictive. Yeah. Um, I've now built up a tolerance against it. Yes. Um, it doesn't kill the pain anymore, but I I, I get CBD. Um, do you know what CBD is? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the, the, the opposite of THC, cannabis, you have tetrahydrocannabinol is what gets you high. CBD is like the the painkiller inside of it. Okay. Right, so I was on the codeine and we're willing to just keep putting the dose up and up and up. Uh, but oh, I was offered an operation as well, which is a fusion operation, where they would fuse me foot from my ankle down. Um, oh, I've heard that. So you me... can't move your foot? Well, I haven't, I haven't had it yet. No, but is that, is that what it is? It, they, they fuse the foot to the ankle so it doesn't move, it doesn't move up and down anymore? Aye, and my toes. That's uh, nuts, so... man. Uh, I would be like basically be like clubfoot, so I would have to look, learn how to walk again. I, I, yeah. And anxiety and that, I, I just cannot nope. bear the thought of going to that operation. Nope. So they keep they keep upping me opiates, um, the codeine, but um, 
recently because um, I, 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 I'll fully admit I'm a weird smoker. Yes. Um, you have told us that a couple of times now, yeah. I, I, we, we'd smoke off a pleasure, but um, yes. tying THC these days and it gets you high, it also gets you paranoid. Um, but I've been getting CBD drops okay. and that are taken oil that you drop under your tongue. Yes. Um, and it, it, it honestly it kills the pain yeah. from the arthritis. And I, I never, I never feel it when I have them drops. I never, I never ever feel the pain yes. again. Mm. So I'm, I'm fully for um, legalised using cannabis. And you've told but, us that um, a couple of times, yes. But uh, I'm, I, I'm I, for, I use lemon drops, and I'm, I'm fully for the legalisation of lemon drops. Lemon drops, what, what sweets? Yeah, the sweeties you get, the old ladies' sweeties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like to them. Well, uh, thank, th- thanks for that insight into your um, uh, your life. I appreciate it. Well, I, no, I, 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 it's a fact, though. Like, CBD, I mean, oh, like, the tea, uh, <laughs> and now and you're like, you're going to cut us off any second. Um, OK. Um... There's a great, you remind me, there's a great story in the paper today. Listen to this. Right. Is it really boring and long? It's great. I'm going to read you the headline, right? Mm. And you're going, to, you're going to answer the headline, OK? Oh, yeah. Hey, look, there's Darren Goff with his hair done on the back. Was Labrador Ella's cancer really cured by owner's healing hands? No, of course it wasn't, you silly Thank you very much indeed. Unless her healing hands were those of a vet. <laughs> I'm guessing not. As a retired healer, She's giving it all up. (laughs) Avril Priestley is a true believer in the power of love. The power of love. Third one? Um, The whisper. No, I was on the line. You can't lead up to it. Go get straight into the line. Uh, Sometimes I am afraid ready to learn for the power of love. Three number one songs in the same year, all called The Power of Love. Isn't mm, that funny? Mm, Isn't that funny? Mm. It was a powerful year. So when her beloved Labrador, Ella, was diagnosed with bone cancer, she put her heart, heart and soul into caring for the pet and laying on hands. Slow hand. Almost a year on, the disease has disappeared, leaving vets amazed. Mm. Experts had suggested Ella would die within weeks without the amputation of one of her legs and a course of chemotherapy. You missed the chance to put wheels on instead of legs? I'm going to chop my dog's legs off anyway and and, um, put some wheels on. That would be awesome. But Mrs Priestley, 73, and her husband, Andy... Don't get Andy's age. Decide... Yes, we do. He's 63. It says it later on. Thank goodness. Decided the five-year-old dog should simply enjoy the life she had left rather than endure agonising treatment. Mm-hmm. They let Ella dine on steak, pork loin and chicken. Dine? And with a knife to, and fork? Allowed her to sleep on their bed. She. They even let Ella hump their legs. <laughs> Meanwhile, as well as giving Ella small doses of painkillers, Mrs Priestley carried out regular treatment, laying her hands with love. Um, that don't sound too appropriate to me, boy. Well, not your Incredibly, hands. the cancer vanished. Right. Yeah. It is incredible. It it's is. It's incredible, it literally incredible. It is incredible. 
Ella's vet, Dr Chris Vogt, at the Poslo Veterinary Clinic in Exeter, said, We like her devoted honours. I astounded with Ella's story and could not be happier with the outcome. I'm sorry, I don't speak German. What was that? The Priestleys first became concerned about Ella when they noticed her limping last year. Um, the couple, who at the time lived in Barnsley, took their pet to the local vet and scans in April showed Ella had bone cancer. Mr Priestley, 63, said, We were told... They're all German in this, apparently. Without an urgent amputation in the course of chemotherapy, we could not expect her to live much longer than another four weeks. <laughs> Ella was such an important part of our family. But at the same time, there was no certainty of successful outcome. And we didn't want to spend money. So the couple decided they would make whatever life their dog had left one of minimal suffering and maximum joy. Mm-mm. There's a song in that. In the new year, having moved to Exeter, the Priestleys decided to go to their new local vet to check on the progress of the cancer. Mr Priestley said... <clears throat> oh God. We thought maybe Ella was enjoying a brief renaissance prior to the final decline. Well, that sounds a little bit unpleasant, the final decline in it that. Does. Action, it does. Move on. So Edward and I were amazed when the vet ran and said there has been a miracle. There's no sign of the cancer. Mrs Priestley said. We will never know if it was the healing. How come she's not from Germany? M- mixed race. Wait, hang on, I've got this. Is tricky. We were... Go on. Mrs Priestley said. We will never know if it was the healing, but Andy and I are just thrilled to have Ella back. Oh, God, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it anymore. Mrs Priestley became a healer 20 years ago after being zapped by an electrical spider from the planet Zuton. After being inspired by the recovery of her granddaughter, Paige Gill, she said... Oh, my... When Paige was 18 months... No, please stop. She fell into a swimming pool and almost died. She spent months in hospital and was sent healing messages from all over the world. Today, Paige is 23 and nearly dry. She spent months in hospital. Why do they not flag up that bit? Okay. Although very rare, there are reports of cancers spontaneously disappearing, not only in humans, not only animals, but also in humans. Scientists believe in these cases the body may trigger an immune response against specific antigens displayed. So here we go. Here's what happened. There's a science part. One. The cancer healed itself. It does happen. Two. Misdiagnosed. Misdiagnosed. And, and that happens a lot, particularly at the vets, because quite often, particularly with x-rays, you, you, they have to get, it all gets sent off and stuff comes out and they get sent off. Dog never had cancer. Option three. Magic hands. This woman has got magic hands. Reach out for the healing hands. Reach out for the healing hands. Healing hands was a number one song for Elton John, but no one remembers it because it was a double A side. What was the other side? Oh, I know this. I know. Oh no! Hang on, I've got it wrong. Healing Hands was um, a number one song for Elton John, but it's the one that everyone remembers. No one remembers the other side that was also a number one song because it was a double A side. So Healing Hands, and they had a picture of him when he had like his little blonde wig on, mm-hmm. and he had like a sort of Thunderbirds hat on the front. Yes, Remember it? yes, yes, yes. Reach out for the Healing was Hands it in the club at the end, end of, of the, the street. street. That's, That's where, where we meet. meet. That's where we was meet. Was it that one? That's where we meet me and you, you rendezvous, rendezvous at the, the club. Club at the end of the street. Yep, that's the one. Thanks very much. 
Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. That's where we meet. That's where we meet. That's where we meet. That's where we meet. Me and you. Having a poo at the club at the end of the street. That's oh. where we meet. Or as my little sister thought it was, me and you, one day boo. One day boo. It's, um, oh, this, is, this, is, this is classic. This is it's classic got Cartoon Elton. This is, no, this is Elton John singing Club at the End of the Street <gasps> live. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. From 2000, live in Madison Square Gardens. So he'll be a bit more ho 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 than he was. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's great, Elton John. Hey, did you see he um, lost his rag with the audience over the weekend? Who did what? Elton John. Well, he did what? Lost his rag with the audience. Why? He invited him up. Yeah. on stage, as he does, and there's yeah. a big cluster of them around his piano, yeah. and one of them was being daft and, like, waving their hands in front of his face and stuff. He so he kicked them all off good. and told them that they'd effed it up. Good, good, good. Good for him. There we go. Good for him. That's where we... You're ruining it, don't you ruin it? I'm ruining it. Having a poo i tell you the worst Elton John song. And I'm gonna it better not be one I like. We can play it live again. Here we go. This is uh, live. OK, this is terrible. Is it Sacrifice? No. I oh, know Sacrifice. Sacrifice Healing Hands. We've got it wrong. We're on a completely wrong No, tip. no. Club at the end of the street. No. Nope. Healing Hands. It was Sacrifice Healing Hands. No. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Sacrifice Healing El- Hands. No, no. It's Elton John. Right. Sacrifice. Um, I'm not having this. Have no, you? no, no. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. R- Sacrifice, right. stroke, healing hands. Well, then where is uh, Club at the End of the Street from, then? This is uh, this is great. This is great. Club at the End of the Street. It's from the same album. Oh, it's it definitely the same headgear season. Our B side was um, "Give Peace a Chance." Right. So, okay. Well, this, this is, this is the worst. Once again. Oh no. Elton John. That's, that's a crap version of it. That's, here we go. Here we go. It's a, it's a good version. This will be good. Elton John live in Rio, Rio de Janeiro, in Brazil. No, that's a crap version of it. Right, here we go. Let's, let's just do the. Uh, here we go. This is Elton John. No, I won't have it. I won't have it. This is better than Sacrifice. Here we go. That's actually quite good. It's good. That's actually quite good, that one. Yeah. I like that one. Yes, Jerry. Hey, Jerry, we should put you in touch with Avril Priestley. She can cure your Parkinson's. I've had that on my door before. What? Yeah. Still, 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 still got it beyond cure me. Oh, well. You promised me, but there's no guarantees. Well, <laughs> mate, you just, you just didn't believe enough. It's your problem. I'm a believer. That's where we're... I can't... Good to see alleys. Walking, walking, alleys, walking. What? 
You've got to have a dream. If, if you, you don't, don't have, have a dream, what's Captain Sensible gonna do? Talk about the moon. Oh, God. Floating in the sky. Oh. Looking like a lily on the lake. He's going for it. Talk about the third. I just don't know why. Bird. Birds. Learning how to fly. Yes. Making all the music he can make. Is he giving us topics for tomorrow's show? Yes. Happy talking, talking, happy talk. I think he's pissed. Talk about things you like. Things all over this place. Okay. I've said my legs have gone off the screen now. I'm knackered. Oh, well, there you go, you see. You, no you... signal HDMI one. You've got to. No signal HDMI. Oh, it's. The Elton John's going up. Elton John's going up. Wait a minute. We sent the spirit of Elton John through the phone to you. Elton John's It's like the ring. <laughs> well. No. It says Elton John's come out. I think he came out quite a while ago. Yes. I with Elton John. Do you know what I'd like to watch? Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow in my hotel. Um, tiaras and tantrums. Oh, yeah. I never saw it. I never oh, saw it. I love him. Quivering rage. Yeah, I love Elton John. I think he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Good. I'm glad he told people. If they were messing around on stage, F off it, my stage. He takes no poop. He just tells them where to go. Yeah, good. Doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. Good for him. He's one, Listen, he's one of Britain's greatest uh, exports. And... But you ask where's his security... Sorry? Where's his security? Um, well, he they, allowed them on stage. He allowed them on stage. It's, you know, it, in honesty, it was probably his fault. And, um, actually... Probably on the real Elton John, probably a duplicate. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> there is, that, there is that, look, you know, there was that, that look like Elton John, but he couldn't sing. And I there was a documentary about him going for singing lessons to sound like Elton John. Did Night Shepherd the one of Stars in Their Eyes once? You're thinking of Christa Burr. The Christa Burr on Stars in Their Eyes. Right. Okay. Here's, here's a question for you. And one of the answers is Christa Burr. Name the two contestants on Stars in Their Eyes that went on tour with the people that they looked like. Oh. Right. So one of them is, is Christa Burr, right? So name the other one. And it's, bri- and it's brilliant. I've seen video of it. It's brilliantly done. Is it the Lionel Richie one? Nope. Me loaf. Nope. Not the loaf. It is, it's the Jarvis Cocker. Oh! They took the Jarvis Cocker lookalike. Pulp took him out on tour with them. So at one point, there'll be two... They, he, the first one will come out, fake one will come out, and then the real one will come out, and there'll be two Jarvis oh, Cockers. so Jarvis. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Double Jarvis. Jerry, your heavy breathing is scaring me. I'm going to cut you off. OK, thanks. There we go. Um, let's try this. Uh, yes, Albin? Hi, Ian. It's, uh, it's Anna Haggerty, actually. OK, I don't know who that is. Uh, a friend of Albin's. Okay, yeah. Um, so Albin's on holiday, and uh, so is uh, so is the other guy who called in last week. Yes. I thought I'd call up, and because I was thinking about addiction today. Yes. We listened to the show. Yeah. And my spidey uh, sense is tingling like nobody's business. Uh, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Seriously. Okay. Uh, so I was wondering, in terms of addiction, in terms of. I mean, well, you know, um, is it the fact that, you know, we're kind of made to think that a small percentage of the country or society as a whole is addicted to, just, to you know, certain things that may not be good for you? And, uh, I mean, is that the case, or is it the case that everyone's addicted to something? Well, no. Because that seems to be... No, not everyone is addicted to something. OK. Well, what, 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 makes you, what makes you think that? Well, because you know, uh, you know, I don't think humans can spend a whole lifetime without kind of faltering, you know, as it emotionally having a low, and then then kind of having you know crutches at that stage to use. 
Do you know what I mean? There's no idea. You know, the very fact that you're human means that you're flawed. You know, and at times they're going to get difficult. You're going to have bad times. I don't believe there's any human out there that doesn't have a bad time. You know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll give you my example. Actually, I mean, I've I've got a few addictions. Have had. You know. Right. Uh, one of them began when I was probably about thirteen. Um, in school. And the reason, when I look back at it now, obviously I'm not 13 anymore. Is this Kadir? Kadir? You sound a lot like Kadir. No, 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 no. All no, right, go on Kadir. Kadir's still on his bus in, in London somewhere, okay. you know. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, what, you know, one started when I was about 13, um, in school somewhere. Yeah. And the, re- the reason for it, really, when I look back at it now, was that I was pretty uncool. You know, maybe maybe others can relate. You're uncool. You want to be seen as cool, so you join a little group in the corner. You know, yeah. and uh, before you know it, 25 years goes by, and well, and that some, that some corner, huh? <laughs> some corner. Well, you know, I'm looking back now. So and but you know, yeah, one of the addictions so, started. Yeah. Then I've actually given up. Three months ago, I gave up. Oh, well done. Thank you. Um, and but it's difficult, Ian. I mean, over the last three months, I've had thoughts. I mean, the funny thing is, about a week ago, I had a dream where I was actually, you know, whatever that, you know, I don't want to really go into it in terms of details, but whatever that addiction was, I had a dream I was still doing it in the dream. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Right, yeah, using dream, yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, that happened, and, uh, but I, you know, I can, I can feel it. I can really feel it in the sense that when it gets really tough, um, meaning when life's stressful, that's when you're weakest. That's when I'm weakest. Yeah, you know. But your but your suggestion that everyone is addicted to something, um, I mean, yeah, it could be argued that well, it could be argued that the, the, the significant number of people are addicted to telephones and Twitter and stuff like that. But I know that my mum, you know, there are people that still don't use those kind of things. But I don't understand why you're projecting. Well, well, well I suppose what I mean is let me let me let me, let me kind of rephrase that a little bit, which is. That rather than saying that everyone's addicted to something, yes. which is just a completely blanket kind of statement, yes. but I suppose what I mean by that is that I think everyone can relate to everyone else, really. <laughs> no, they level. can't. Everyone can relate to everyone else. Did you on... not just... Have you not experienced um, the whole Brexit phenomenon of the last two years? Not everyone can relate to everyone else at all. Everyone well, hates know... everybody else. Well, you know, um, you know, you know. I think what I'm trying to say is that I believe that everyone goes through difficult times. There's no one human who can tell me, you know, even the king of Wutanga, just a Black Panther reference. Um, you know, even he has problems, probably. And right, um, yeah. so, so what I mean is that everyone. Yes. Uh, another way of saying it is, no one's immune to the idea of using uh, crutches, you know, uh, falling to certain patterns of behaviour when things are tough. We're skating around something, and I can't quite work out what it is, so stop skating around and use specific language. You, people aren't immune to what? Well, what I'm saying is that... Uh, people believe... feel crap at times. Yeah, of course they do. That That's true, yes. No, no, no. What I'm talking about is more than just the idea that you might feel crap temporarily. OK, well, then, for the, this is your fifth attempt at trying to explain it. Try again, but be really specific in the language you use, because well, I ain't got a well, clue what you're talking about. OK. 
Uh, let me try, let me try again. Okay. Um, when I think when you're emotionally low, yes, for a longer period than just you know an afternoon, yes. Um, because of because of something which is quite important in life, as in somebody makes you feel like crap. I mean, for example, so you know somebody called you up earlier uh-huh. a couple of hours ago, and he made you feel like crap. Yeah, for, you know, no, I, I, but, I, but but and here's, here's the important thing of that phone call. I allowed yeah. him to 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 make me feel like that because because I knew it was a fleeting thing, and I was curious to see where he would go. But mm. it was I could, I mean I could have cut him off at any point, um, but I didn't. I made the decision that I was going to allow him to make me feel crap because I knew it would be transitory and um, I knew that I, ultimately I was in control. But, um, again, you're going off on tangent. You keep starting something and going off. How, how, just a quick question on that, Ian, uh, if there's, I may. Which there's is, a tangent. Uh, there's another tangent. We're on your sixth attempt at trying to make the point that you, you were trying to make because I'm nowhere near closer to understanding what you're talking about. Well, that's unfortunate because it is a serious point. It's I, not, you well, know, well, I haven't, I haven't well, then make it. Today. Well, then make it. Make it. Because I don't, um, honestly, I don't understand it, man. And I'm really trying. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let me have another go. Let me have another go. Um, I believe that, you know, when, you, when we're younger as humans, when we're, when we're children, um, what we go through, you know, emotionally uh, in, in, our life, in our lives as children, they kind of leave a lot of scars, I think. They can do, right? Depending on what kind of childhood you've got. And, and I think we spend the rest of our lives, it's going to sound maybe a bit crazy, but I think we spend the, spend the rest of our lives as adults almost trying to still fix those things. Well, it doesn't sound you crazy. Always... That's Freudian. That's, that, that's, that's a kind of, you know, a, a, a slightly watered... That's Freudian. Is, you know, Freudian believed that all of the, the problems and the fears and the sexual kinks that we have and, and the neuroses all stem back to, like, the sort of first eight years of our life. But what is the point you're trying to make? Well, you know, maybe we don't need to play VR anymore, you know, when we're 44. <laughs> but I like playing VR. Why? Why? Why would I want to stop playing VR just because you? But what sat about in the what about what about getting years? out there and you know getting within nature? You know, I do, I do um, that. I do that as well. But I do that as well. But why can't I play VR? I like VR. Well, it can do, but the, you know, the, you know, if you're always playing VR, oh, or, but I'm not always playing you know. it. I, 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 I played it for 25 minutes last night. I got a bit motion sick, so I, I, I read a book and watched a film. Exactly, more things to do with being inside. Well. It was it was it was about eleven o'clock at night. Hey, uh, you know London's a twenty-four hour city. That's why I hear. I don't live in London. Well, you're close enough. In you don't live in Scotland either, dear. Wait, wait, wait. I had to be up early to go and visit my mother. Can I ask you a quick question? Well, uh, no, because you've, you've you've made no. Do you know what? No, you can't. I tell you why. Because for the last ten minutes, you've made seven attempts. At trying to make a point, right? And we are no closer to knowing what your point is. And every attempt has been about something completely different. And then the last 30 seconds has been trying to have a pop at me. So, no, I will not allow you to ask me a question. If there hadn't been that little little, you know, snarkiness in the last 30 seconds, then maybe I would have. I would have indulged you a sec. But just that little bit of meanness at the end, you have lost the right uh, to ask me a question. 
How's about them apples? Uh, fair enough. Thanks fair for your call. <laughs> Let's go to a break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, anybody know? Why does it... Here's the, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. I forgot I was going to mention this, right? People think... Come in, Paul. Come in, come in. People think they... Because I've been on the telly now, right, you know, uh, they can say anything they want to me. People think they can say anything... Do you get this? People think they can say anything you want. I tend to get people saying, my brother's an idiot... And do I always you... say, I've got four brothers. And then I also get a lot of... I'm, I'm, I'm a horrible, oily placator, so people think I'm man yeah. of the people friendly. Yeah, and I kind of am. I, and people often think I've dated their older sister. Didn't you used to look about with my sister? And, of course, I didn't, but I think I've got one of those faces. Maybe yeah. I did. <laughs> you know, I've had my moments. But Paul Ross player. I've, yeah. I've, got one of the, but I've got one of those faces, I think, that I look like... The only time I really get recognised, when I first started yeah. doing telly, it was a long time, was when I'd buy a railway ticket, because I think you're framed like you're on telly. Oh, there you and go, I, and yeah. go, I know you. And that was the only but time. People have a dig about you because of Jonathan. Oh, just, I mean, you know, but they, in, a, in, a, in an affectionate way. Right, OK. It tends to be blokes shouting out of vans and something. Oh, tell your brother he's an oil tanker. Okay. Said, I'll pass that on immediately, young yeah, fellow. Yeah, I've been asking it, yeah. after you. He'll love, to, yeah, he'll love to know that, but I don't know. I don't tend not to get personal stuff. It's weird because doing the jungle has, has brought a real, uh, like, focus on me that I've never experienced. But you were so kind of... Without sounding like a creep, but you were—it was a three-dimensional person. Yeah, which is very yeah. You got on television, I, and, and you're in, you're an endearing chap. I mean, you're yeah. too tall, yes. and too grey, thank you, and too handsome. Well, but apart from that, you're endearing. <laughs> but it, it, there was a thing in the paper about me at the weekend that's caused me all kinds of bother, and um, it—it's it, just this. I'm not used to because you know the eleven o'clock show was years ago before we had like Twitter and all of that you stuff. Did talk soup on either, didn't you as well? Yeah, but no, I mean these are like small things to suddenly do a pop yeah. show like The Jungle with twelve minutes. And I tell you what happened. I told I I texted you this because it was so upsetting. I was out with my boys. Oh, right? I was holding my six-year-old's hand on Saturday, and this woman came up to me. She went, "You went to school with my son." I went, "Oh, all right." And it was a panic. Cause I think what was their name? And I'll be honest, Paul. Uh, Paul at school, I I wasn't. I was. I was in the middle of the bullying chain, and I've talked about this on air. I got bullied quite a bit, and I also kind of bullied some. I was quite mean to some people, and I've reached out to most of the people that I was mean to and made amends. And she said, yeah, it was my son, and she gave his name. And I went, oh, right, I remember. How's he? And he was, he was a nice lad, and I took the mick a little bit, but he was a nice lad. I went, oh, how's he doing? And they're older my six-year-old son. And she went, yeah, you, were a, you phoned me up one night about, uh, about when you were about 15, 16-year-olds, late one night, and were really rude to me. And I've never forgotten that. And I was thinking, okay. And she said, I'm getting uncomfortable with it. She said, and uh, I saw you in that jungle, and I know that you're a, you're a really mean person. In and front I, of your boys. In front of my boy, right. I'm on my six-year-old's hand, and I'm getting uncomfortable. And I think she was kind of trying to be affectionate, but totally misjudging it. And she, I let her do it for a bit, and I went, do you know what? That's really inappropriate to say that in front of my lad. I'm going to go. And I walked off, and I felt really uncomfortable, and I texted Kath. And then I went back out, and I found her about ten minutes later. And I went up to her and I said, look, I just want to say, if I was rude to you in any way when I was a, a teenager, I apologise. That was out. I don't remember it, but it was inappropriate. And I'm really, really sorry for doing that. But that was 28 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, nearly. Um, and I'm a completely different person. And also, I've got to say, saying that in front of my young lads, that is inappropriate. And she kind of went, oh, I'm really sorry. No, I'm sure you're a great dad. And I'm sure I said, OK, it's cool. And I don't want any bad feelings yeah. and passed on my best to your son. And I hope everything is all right. But that was inappropriate. And it was really upsetting. And it's because if she'd have seen me 
six months ago, I don't think she'd have said it, but because she's seen me on the jungle... Oh, yeah. So people feel they own a part of it. People you. think they, 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 they can say anything yeah. to you. Well, you've had someone on tonight who said you wouldn't be there if it wasn't for me. Like him specifically. Yeah, yeah. Here. Yeah, you, yeah. Wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got on the jungle if it wasn't for me. It was, oh, he's a, he was drunk. I mean, oh. what can you do with these people? Anyway! <laughs> Sorry, it's all just, fun and games, isn't what? it? I mean, I do wonder as well, though, with me, it's slightly because... I think you've mentioned things like the 11 o'clock show, which yeah. I think, I mean, p- people are, you know, that's a kind of epoch-making show. That was a real watershed yeah. moment for me, and I kind of thought, I wish I'd worked on that as a oh, producer. Oh, right, really? Because I'd have certainly made you raise your game. I'm just saying, no, I'm joking. No, no, but, no, no, no I'm joking. I, 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 but what I thought was fascinating about it was because it was something that people found provocative, yeah. whereas the stuff I'd done, I was for a while the kind of the Duke of Daytime. Yeah, yeah. Did game shows, yeah. I did stuff on Sky One, but it's that very bottom feeder, Z-list, nothing wrong with it level that I found, yeah. which kept me in work, but I was never kind of spiky, yeah. provocative, or very high-profile, and I'm a junk, I'm a celebrity. And, and the, 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 the thing about the 11 o'clock show is, like, I was, like, 25, yeah. and I was... Uh, uh, it was my first job, and I just did what I was told. I was terrified, man. I did what I was told. and But that wasn't, you know, that kind of two fingers up at everyone. That wasn't really me. But for years after, I kind of carried on doing that because I thought that's what people wanted and so that image just stuck and it was the job I've been trying to get rid of that image yeah. for 20 years and it was the jungle see, having heard you on radio and stuff and yeah. we, we worked together on ages ago on other stations yeah, yeah. and we had a half an hour gap and I listened to you going you've done that on the radio because radio allows you to be a human being yes, doesn't it exactly. sometimes that's a bad thing because we all know radio presenters who reveal their true vileness when they're on there <laughs> but those are just the people you have to deal with yeah. detune if you don't like them yeah. what is on your show tonight Paul? on the show tonight we missed him yesterday I got a very angry um, tweet from my daughter who's living in Cornwall because yeah. I marked all the big Saints days because I love a Saints day I'm yeah. a bit of a hagiographer yeah because we did an Oscar show last night, which we wittily entitled the Roscars. Oh, hey, seconds of thoughts. We missed St. Piran's Day. St. Piran. What, of the Perineum? No. What? Who? <laughs> St. Piran? St. Piran, who's the Saint national state, state of Cornwall, but the patron state of tin miners. Oh. So we're celebrating on the show today St. Piran and loads of things you never knew about March the 6th, including March the 6th is always 58 years out of 400 to fall on a Tuesday, a Friday, or a Saturday. So we're in a Tuesday, a perfect March the 5th. March the sixth day today. All that and more still to come. I'm going to. I'm, gonna full, I'm going out. full. I'm going full partridge tonight. I'm going to get a pen and paper and work that out. See you later. And if you know who the patron saint of the Perineum is, please keep it yourself. Or phone in tomorrow after ten. I heard a really interesting thing. You know, you got like you got the patron saint of um, like calculators and mm-hmm. the patron saint of the internet's of the... got one. Well, can't remember who it is. Well, it, 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 the the I think it's the Roman Church, uh, the Roman Catholic Church. Is they. They find, like, they get modern-day problems and they kind of go, OK, which saint have we got? <laughs> this is true. I heard a thing yeah. on Radio 4 He's about it. He's not going enough to do. Well, yeah. no, you know, St Nicholas, Father Christmas, is also the patron saint of nudism. Fact. Because they decided naturist, which is a big... And it's not about sex naturism. No. It's a huge thing in East Germany. Yeah. It was a way of being free in a communist society. So there were thousands and thousands of naturists in East Germany. And the Catholic Church said, and we'll give you St Nicholas. If you get your wibbly-wobbly bits out, Father Christmas will look after is you. Is that a joke, though? St Nicholas. Nicholas. Maybe a joke by the pontiff. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think the Pope does. My name's John Paul II, I'm here all week. I don't think he worked to the end of the period at Great Yarmouth. Do, do try he? the fish, seriously. <laughs> right. That is it, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we're... And we're all, we're all only here because of Kath. <laughs> exactly. We all are. <laughs> Paul Ross is it's on after one o'clock. Don't go anywhere. This is Talk Radio. <laughs>